Blog Talk Radio. Forget about tomorrow. Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. You got to run the ball. Far down the left side. Here he goes. Look at the speed. Oh, my goodness. Frank the people. Got to take it to the house. 92 yards. Tying with the defender. Saquon Barkley. You gotta stop the run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. 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 And you gotta pressure the passer. When tagged in, holds it down. Down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. 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 Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday, Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> He's a Tony. Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? Me, but do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You're saying we're going 16-0, huh? 16-0, huh? bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You you know he just drives to the Messiah. Obi and the one and only Shakes Montana. Now if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now here is your host, Shakes Montana.
Now he's saying, okay, okay, I got my brother with me, he's going to tell me. I got both my brothers with me, they're going to tell me. What's going on, the Blue Nation? Sports fans all around the world. You are now tuned into one of the most dangerous shows on this Black Tech Network. The Shakedown. I'm your host for today, Black Crazy. Hopefully I'm standing all right. I don't know yet. But uh, I got my brother hitting me. I got Shakes Montana. And I got my brother, he the chosen one from the Bronx. What's going on, brother? Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. What's good? Everything good? Everything gravy over here. Alright. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. 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 But y'all always be like, we're going to win six, seven games. And that shit don't matter. All we're going to do is fuck up our opportunity to get a child. And we do it all the time anyway. I'm just used to doing the same shit over and over again. So that means I got something insane too. I'm a fan, Chase. Yeah. I'll see you. You know, I listened to BBK earlier, and um, Charlie was on there. And um, I see you, Charlie. One, let me point that out there. I see you. You, you know what I mean? You taking some stuff from the shakedown. You throwing it over there in their face and shit. You feel me? So we still alive over there in, in Charlie's spirit. Because he definitely... Uh, Throwing shit that we say on this show right back at them on questions that he is concerned about in the New York Times. But I'm listening, I'm like, That's what's up. These motherfuckers got, they, they still on the same type of shit, man. They still gotta defend the shield, defend the flag. Yeah, I mean, you know. By any means necessary, you know. By any means necessary. Crazy how that shit, man. But um, I tried to call in. Wouldn't let me in, man. Oh man, I tried to play you something. I don't know if it was that. I don't know. But I know, like, um, it was busy for like mostly the whole shit. But, like, once it was starting to become, like, the end of the show, like, I got in. Like, I'm like, oh, it's ringing, it's ringing. And it rang all the way to it couldn't ring no more, then it was done, right? So I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe they ain't taking no more calls, but they took, like, two more callers after the flag, bro. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's They was probably already on the queue. They was probably already yeah. on the queue. Yeah. Uh, man, but I kept calling, but I couldn't get through, man. Yeah. So I don't know if it was, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't think it was intentional. But yeah, it I couldn't get through. Yet. It wasn't time yet. It wasn't time yet. Yeah. It was all in the time. It wasn't time yet. Yeah. And you get your time to shine. I'm a 
be like um, when they ask me, you know, na- name and location, I'm going to say Shakes from the Shakedown Podcast. And they're going to have to say it. Holla. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're going to have to say right. it. What you talking about? media, boy. What you talking about? You calling up here social media, boy. All right, man. They're going to have to say you're it. You're a mediologist out here. That's my man. You know what I mean? Team Flip would say.
Uh, I think they're ready to move on from you, son. Uh, you're probably ready to move on too, though. You're probably ready to move on too, though. I don't think that that's gonna be the case. But what I think is, bro, is that these players and this administration just don't mix. They just don't mix. Like yeah. the the coaching staff is not putting these players in the best position to um, succeed. And yeah, and, and the players see it, bro. The players see it. It's not like they like, oh, okay, I think this is the best thing for me. Like, no, they looking at the, these coaches like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know I mean, like, and I think he's one of the main ones that's looking at him like, what are you doing? This is not how you use me, bro. Like, I don't know what you're doing having me fucking covering Cooper Cup. Like, are you are you stupid or dumb? Like, why am I covering mm-hmm. Cooper Cup? What's the purpose of that? I don't understand. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I don't get that one, Coach. But all right. Um... Real quick, we got a caller. So the number to call in, of course, today, every day, is 914-205-5796. Hopefully you heard me with my shadow on the back. And pause. We got with us OG Steve from D.C. What's going on, OG? Yo, family, what's cracking like? And what's up, crazy? What's up, Shanks? What's Pioneer, up, Pioneer, what's going on? Well, you know, you know what time it is, man. I, you know, I gotta chime in on, on my, on my favorite day of all. You know, I <laughs> hey, to check in, see what you, how your boys is feeling, making sure everybody doing all right. Well, make sure y'all stay grounded and uh, focused and, and real. I tell you, man, I can't keep lying to myself, dude. I can't keep doing it. I can't. Keep doing it. You know, what, what, this is what, week seven? Well, what kind of lies are you telling I, yourself, OG? Um, I don't know. If it's hope. Look, what I said, week, I said, at the beginning of the year, I think I said, what, week six? And it's all, you know, we're going to be able to figure out whether Danny Dines is a dude or what. I don't know what we said, man, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a couple more games. I'm going to give it a couple more games. I will not deny the intangibles of this dude. But let me tell you. <laughs> so I'm going to give a As a ball I'm player, a I, one thing I know, leadership matters. You make people's game rise above, man. It ain't all about the coaches when you get on the field. It's really about the quarterback. Straight up. Especially, with, obviously, when it comes to the offense. It's all about the quarterback, man. I don't care. Even with the mediocre players, all that stuff, man. You got to stop killing up. The mistakes got to stop. I'm just afraid that the same mistakes he's made, it doesn't seem like he's ever going to be able to get away from it. Not for a consistent amount of time. No one's going to deny his, his skill set and all that stuff, man, but his pocket presence and all that, but his pocket awareness is dog shit. I'm tired of watching this man acting like he's waiting on the damn city bus. So, I, I don't know, man. I'm really, I'm just really just mad at the whole situation. I'm mad at the government. I'm mad at everybody. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm just mad, yo. I, I can't, man. As a fan, I am pissed the fuck off. Period. I'm trying to be hopeful and trying to look, be all positive and all the other stuff, man. <clears throat> but offensively, 
which I do. I put a lot of – I know there's really a lot of obvious things we could point to defense, and you know, but I really kind of think it's because it's often it's just not consistent that we're not at least seeing the defense we saw last year. So, I don't know, man. Y'all talk to the office. I, I'm a, I mean, you can at least try. I ain't, yeah. I ain't all the way there, yo. I ain't all the way no, there. No, 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 no. But you know, but the whole thing with Daniel, close. the whole thing with Daniel, we know OG. He hadn't had, a, you know, a complete situation, <clears throat> and he still don't. You know, uh, we got um, his left tackles on IR you. right now. <laughs> nah, it's not about yeah, his future. It's about the reality of it, and and not nah, his reality is a real one. You know, he got a, like a Michelet type beating. You know, what I'm saying they got they're kicking this kid down the steps with it. Um. It's to the point to where he's finally comfortable in this offense, second year. Again, rattled with nothing but injuries on the wide receiver core. Where's the rhythm? Another another situation. Glennon, Glennon knows he can throw the ball to, though, Black. Here's the thing. Here's my concern with him. He's not really yeah. getting through his progression the way he's supposed to. That's why he looks like a superstar yeah. in his first and second drive. But after that, he's not a football player. It's like he's a clone. He's got like, he can reserve yeah. like one or two dudes. After that, his, his off-schedule stuff is terrible. See, McGlennon knows who to yeah. throw the ball. I got to be honest with you. That's, That's a fact. That's a fact. Good. But here's the thing, OG. Here's the thing. How in the hell could he gain any kind of consistency or rhythm with that in front of him, bro? It's not, see, the thing is this. Sometimes being a football player is just being a football player. It don't even matter who's out there, bro. You be like, yo, you, I don't care if somebody never played a set. Yo, you go do this. No, Black, trust me, man, when I'm telling you. It come down to the quarterback play, man. Even You know who you got on that field. We got people who can make plays. Yo, look, my son, my son players, is Patrick man. Mahomes. No, my son is got, Patrick Mahomes. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. That pack, you know, that, you that got, pocket Ingram, think, You know, that they're just yeah, intangible to making plays. I see Brady do it. I see a whole bunch of people do it. I understand what you're saying. I, I England saying. was open a lot of times. We all mad at them and all that stuff, man, but we're trying to win games. If the dude's out there, he'd open, throw them the fucking ball. Okay? So, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm going all the way in. I'm sorry. I'm, all, I'm in. I'm in. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's the big Wednesdays, man. It's the big Wednesdays. We are here for this. I'm going to give it to you if you want it. No, Let's sorry. go. Not, Let's go, man. We, yeah, we player, showed up bro. today, baby. He's missing as a football player. I'm sorry, Joe. It's just something not quite there, man. He ain't, he's on his off-schedule shit. It's terrible, bro. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. In a football off-schedule, man, everything can't be scripted. This football is not a damn play. I am 100% with you. If the play goes off-schedule, it breaks down. 90% of the plays is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But you know this, like ninety percent of football is off schedule, bro. You only get two or three scripted stuff, man. Now, and then, well, that's why he's hot routing. No, that's why he is hot routing. That's why he's sitting out there staring down one person. Yeah, but, he but uh, we have we got uh, the he's throwing one in the, the back wrong player. Say that again. He's throwing to the wrong player, though, Black. He is a lot of times yeah. he's throwing to he's the wrong player, wrong player, man. Yeah. And he's staring down on top of it. So, hey, man, look. I, I ain't yeah. said this, man, but I'm just saying this. Not, ain't nothing really changed. All I'm going to say is this. Don't let Dave Gettleman give away my 2-0-1 draft pick from going outside his head. I see they want to be letting him bring in all kinds of crazy fools in here. The dude falling all that, man. Stop it. The season is over, man. Stop playing with my draft pick, Dave. Get him all covered upside your head. I'm getting out the way for right now, man. Let somebody else go at it. Because he's really not much to say, man. I, I don't want to be beat up on OG nobody. That's from D.C. The great Wednesday. Um... He the chosen one for the Bronx. Talk to us, man. I heard you in the back.
Uh, his son took some lumps. He's trying to compose. <laughs> so we're going to see a lot of peace, Tom peace, peace. this week. What's going on, oh, brothers? My brother. Peace to the gods. Peace to the herbs. What's good, gentlemen? Yeah, so are you, Eddie? What's good, man? What's the nah nah, you know, um I was trying to listen in but I had a little something I had to handle real quick in the background, so I would like to know what today's conversation is about, where we stand, what's going on, and I definitely, definitely wanna get involved. It sounds exciting and I'm about to bring some more excitement to it. So what's going yeah, on? Your son, Let's do it. Your son was your son was taking some lumps, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, just lean on up. Everything we, can't be a script, man. It's football, man. It's football. You know, it's football. You got to make the right reads, man. You got to make the right reads. Gonna, you got to stop killing it with the turnovers. Got to do it. I know it ain't been a lot this year, man, but it's just unnecessary. And I ain't even really worried about the turnovers as much as I'm throwing. As worried about not getting to the proper read and throwing to the wrong person. Because she's consistently not throwing to the right person. Period. We see the plays that are being made, but we don't really want to recognize the plays that are not being made. And that's for the ones I'll be watching. I'm like, yeah, this nigga missed that. He missed this. He missed that. So, yeah, I'm just telling you, he's missing a lot of stuff. Everybody else is, but the people who who don't want to see it, like me, I'm one of them people. I don't want to see it too either, but I see it. I can't help but to see it. Stay down people and not get through his progressions, man. I mean, I don't watch, you know, I know he was Dak Prescott, and I know we ain't got that offensive line, man, but I watched Dak Prescott go through five reads consistently. Like, what? And it ain't uh, really moving that much. This man got more, you know, supposed to be more left. So, go ahead, man. I'm going to get out the way, man. I'm gone. Yeah, nah, I'm just saying, put some blinders on Daniel, man. No, no, I get what you're saying, and it's it's – it's something that I was picking out a lot last year, but I did see improvement in that this year as far as um, which he still kind of does here and there. Like, he still reverts to it, but he doesn't look off the receiver. Like, he stares that receiver down like he got a man crush on him. Like, when you going to get open, man? And I'm like, bro, you got to go through your progressions, bro. And that's the only thing that I can say, like, he still reverts back to in this season. But for the most part, I've seen a lot of improvement in Daniel. I did, man. I, I, I want to say that there's not improvement, especially in the first and second drive shape. But after the third drive, man, no, I'm not sure that you've seen a lot. And that's the thing is everything. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, so. Say something, Black. Yeah, you can hear me? You yeah, hear me? Yeah, yeah we can yeah. hear you. You good. I sound better? Yeah, you clear, bro. Yeah, when right, when cool. Shakes is done, I would like to speak uninterrupted because I'm giving everybody the respect moving forward as a professional. I'm going to do that. In other words, I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> so I'm begging for the professional respect from this day forward from everybody because I'm going to give it to everybody. So please go ahead. Oh, he was waiting on you. Oh, go ahead. What's up? No, I'll, I'll finish up real quick. All I'm saying is, listen, I, I've seen improvement, too. 
don't get me wrong, but I just see, but I, you know, as far as, especially with staring down stuff, but as far as going through his progressions, no, he's breaking out of it too easy. He's still a little bit too jittery for me. So I did improvement, yeah, but look where he's coming from. So I would like to see a whole lot. And like I said, I ain't cashing my ticket in on him. I ain't going to go all the way there yet. But I'm just saying it ain't. It's not leaning in the right direction, and I'm gonna leave it at that. And I don't. But I'm not taking. I'm not hearing all the excuses, man. I'm not hearing all that. We ain't got this, and we ain't got that, and all that other stuff. So I'm just gauging him for what for being a football player. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he done. No excuses for that. Excuses. Yeah, save it. Yes. Yeah, save that shit, man. I got you. All right, dude. Anybody else? I'm done. I ain't worrying about it. You, you want? Are you ready or what? What you got, man? All right, my man. Go ahead. No, I thought my bad. He said he was going to come through uninterrupted and all this. We yeah, yeah, right. I'm just going to wait, bro. I'm no. just going to wait. Yeah, I I'm thought you had that. I'm just going to wait. I'm black, but if you didn't, go ahead, Eve. The floor is yours, bro. I ain't got none. Black, can you mute everybody, please? Because what I got to say makes people interrupt. There's two type of quarterbacks in this world. There's the type that my brother Shakes Montana so eloquently calls and even has a code name for. He says a Montana, right? That's a quarterback that is once in a blue moon as a franchise quarterback. In the NFL today, you may have five of those on your hand, and we're going to get into that. You still have an Aaron Rodgers. You still have the GOAT. You have a Herbert in the making who's a Montana, but he does have a lot of what he was given to make him who he is even better in the NFL than he was in college. You have a guy who Deshaun Watson was in the making as well. Didn't have all the best things in the world and tools in the closet when he did have them. Deshaun Deshaun, uh, Hopkins, you know what I mean? was taken from him. They tried to get him a running game. It didn't work, but he elevated above that. When you look at guys like um, that, that's about it right now that I could think about. Now we can talk about the non-Montanas, the guys like Daniel Jones, the guys like Dak Prescott, the guys like Ryan Tannehill, the guys like Andy Dalton, the guys that they become better quarterbacks because of the kind of quarterback that they are. We can sit here and nitpick just like everybody did to Eli Manning. And if Shakes, I don't even understand how Shakes listens to shows. I commend you so much, my brother, because the words that comes out of people's mouths sound just like Eli Manning. It's the same exact conversation and vitriol for everybody that Eli Manning used to get that Daniel Jones receives. He stares down his receivers. I know sometimes you got to go offline. The only thing that separates Eli Manning from Daniel Jones is two things. He came in with a top five running game, and he came in and they developed a top five offensive line. That is the type of quarterback Daniel Jones is. Please get over the fact that you want some superstar quarterback when we don't have an organization to put the things in front of them before they even arrive. Daniel Jones is only Daniel Jones is because he's still got the same treatment as Eli Manning. 
if we would have did anything better while Eli Manning was here. I could listen to everything. We put the kid in the same predicament, something that I predicted. Eli Manning was best with a two-headed running attack, a big wide receiver, a tight end to go through. Players played above the X's and O's and broke out. Steve Smith, Jeremy Shockey, Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix, guys who broke out. He had an Amani Tumor. He had a Plaxico Burris. He had a he had a, um, Tiki Barber. He had a Derek Ward. He had a Ahmad Bradshaw. He had a, a, a Earth Winning Fire. You got to realize this kid got none of that. We got a running back superstar that we think can do things, but he can't stay healthy because he does not have a number two next to him, and he's not a runner that runs up in between the tackles. Alvin Kamara is the only fucking running back in the NFL who has never had a 1,000 yards but still got a $75 million contract. Think about it. Because they use him in a way where he's productive and helps them win games. And who was this man? Latavius Murray. We don't have a good team. So it's easy to jump on this kid. And I'm not even defending him. I'm talking about how bad we are. I didn't even start on the defense because I won't. I won't do it to myself. But if we're going to talk about things, let's talk about football for real. Let's talk about the tenure of how long we've been bad. Let's talk about the same things going on with this young man that went on with our beloved Eli Manning for eight years. We watched this same situation. Nobody cured the problem. We kept on medicating it and never saluting it, bringing in offensive linemen here, paying for defenses there, bringing in a couple of people here, bringing in players who never panned out and get hurt. Won't y'all do the history? Won't y'all do the math? Won't y'all do the real analyzation and, and statistical notes and things like that. Stop doing what you keep doing because you're not going to win the argument of how you feel. You're only putting yourself in a redundant cycle. Look at life, man. Stop doing that to yourselves. And stop doing it on these airways. Okay, when you start repeating yourself three times, is that okay to come in then? You know what I'm saying? I'm just want to know. Can I? Can I? Can I say oh, something? I appreciate your family. No, I don't do it to nobody else. I don't do it to nobody else. One second. One second. One second. Before y'all go in, let me just bring in the caller. Nine one four two zero five five seven nine six. That's the number to call in. We got with us Dan Steve from California. I'm waiting though. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't really know this fact. I'm gonna let you about the E finish, man. But I, I need to. I need to say something. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. all that. Oh, oh. Again, right? You my, my, again, what I just said before I started. What I say makes you want to jump in because oh, it's man, we the are way. Right, man. It's the perspective, bro. The perception of how you look at things is the way you're going to discuss them and speak about them. I want you to explain this audio back. I want your perspective, man, and I respect that, and I appreciate that, and I definitely 
I appreciate your enthusiasm because you know I like to bring it to you, man. You know, I'm going to go ahead and give you a hand clap. I appreciate all that, John, baby. I know that you're a quarterback and all that stuff, man. I'm going to say about that shit, man. Stop playing with me, man. Nah, it has look, nothing to do with my quarterback. Look, 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 I expect hey, that of First of all, let me just start with this. Dad Prescott may not be no Jones Montana, but he damn sure is, is Dan Marino without, you know, until he gets a ring. So don't, don't, I don't know why you want to disrespect that, man. Damn, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know you what? You're right. I'm going to mute myself. You, know you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. Your litmus is off and your emotions off. So I ain't listening. I, like I said, I ain't throwing the towel, man, but you're not going to tell me all that about we ain't got this and we ain't got that and woo, 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 everybody else got it too. Lying all things. But you're killing us. It's that you, you're killing us. So forget what the defense is doing. I'm just looking at him and his play and his play only. All that stuff they've been going all the way back to the 38 turnover the cars and all that other stuff, man. Waiting on the bus stop and all that stuff. Don't blame on nobody but him. So I ain't going to I ain't gonna condemn him. I ain't throwing the towel yet, man. But y'all damn sure got a big-ass eye on him. And I ain't taking it off of him. So I'm getting out the way. That's all I got to say. But no, I ain't, ain't about nobody wanting to think the worst and all that other stuff, man. It is what it is. He's a damn turnover monster right now, man. And he keep missing the right receivers. Period. He missing the right receivers. Everybody can see that, man. I don't care if he gets lucky every now and then to play, make the play. He is missing the right receivers. Consistently. I can see that. And I am tired of not ignoring it. It's me. It is what it is. I'm done, man. Y'all have at it, man. Meet my uh, damn self. Bye. Bye. Um, let's see. <laughs> um... I think that you misinterpret what he was saying about Dak Prescott. I got exactly what he was saying. Um, but uh, he can explain that when he go. But um, it, I've seen a lot of improvement in Daniel, and I have been very critical of Daniel going up to this point. I have not really even criticized him that much this season. Um uh, you know, going up to this last week, I did uh, this last game. I, I think the concussion really got to him because he was really off. But um, what I would say is, like, my thing is comparing him to Eli, and he's no Eli, not even close. He's Daniel Jones. He got things hey, that. He got things that Eli couldn't even do, right? He, he's mobile. He can move, you know what I mean, all that stuff, right? He got positives that Eli didn't even have. But the thing about it and and what makes Eli Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback and what makes Daniel Jones who he is is that Eli Manning had that pedigree, that knowledge for one. But when he's on the field, he did all the fundamental things right. All right, now he he may have gave a lot of interceptions and all that shit too, but you ain't really questioned him about reading defenses, making the right check downs, um, staring down receivers. Because I heard you say that that was the same thing that they said about Eli before, and I, w- I never really heard yeah, I never him heard that. say that he stared down the receiver. But um, these are the things that I seen from Daniel Jones, and I'm like, he has to improve. And again, 
I've seen a lot of improvement in Daniel in this third season. But I still see these things where he reverts to those uh, bad mishaps, those bad habits. And it's costly. It, it, it costs us the game. And we can't get rolling. And I feel like when we was going into this game, the reason why I had so much confidence that we was going to win this game, especially because Daniel Jones was playing, because we had the best chance to win with Daniel Jones. We go as far as Daniel goes. So his development means a lot to this football team. But with his development, it doesn't have nothing to do with how bad this fucking defense has been playing. So y'all can go ahead and start chopping it up about that defense because they deserve it. I agree with that. Right. First, first, I'm going to explain and clarify my conversation. concussion um terrible terrible man everything terrible around him him everything terrible right i don't know how it's how you can really assess that as an owner when you know you did him an injustice you know that and i know that i know there was no excuses and yada yada but the facts just remain there they just sit there right in front of you and i don't give a fuck what the hell anybody's going to say about if this one and that one was there? Because we would never even select that one, whoever you would say the name of. We found this guy because he fit the mold of another guy. Well, y'all go ahead, man, and keep arguing. I love it. Nah, yo, Freezy, you know, what's, you know what's crazy? Your relevancy to what I'm saying is exactly what it is that I'm going off. We keep on talking about this kid because he's the kid there. This kid could have been anybody. The New York Football Giants organization has not prepared for a franchise quarterback in 20 years. Do you see the coaching staff with Tom Coughlin? Do you see the GM in Jerry Reese? I never had hate for Jerry Reese, so they didn't matter to me. You feel me? So do you see the situation? The organization was totally different when Eli Manning was here. Wellington Mara was alive. Ann Mara was alive. John Mara made no decision. He was just an executive. Tom Coughlin had more juice than John Mara. Look at the people who were in charge. That's what made Eli Manning great. It was a family. It was a real thing. That's what we fell in love with. Look at what's going on now. 
Here's the thing. John, now, let me ask you something real quick, E. Now, we know you have our one-on-one talk. Hold on, real quick, Steve, and I'm going to let you go ahead. I'm going to get out the way. But here's the thing, right? When you talk about Reese and Coughlin, I I look at it in Coughlin's shit, and I, I think he was just an anomaly because before Coughlin, we were in this state. Then we got Coughlin, we did good money, we was doing right things, right? Right. Now, after Coughlin, we in this state. So, I'm saying it's a common denominator. You know what I'm saying? It's not just the coaches. It's the front office. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it trickles down, all the way down. Exactly my question. Well, I agree with that. Um, say, that's that's the my point I was about to make with Brother E. E, what is I going to be telling you the whole time when you talk about the defense and all that other stuff? What I've been saying, I'm saying, look, man, it all comes back to the head. I blame it at the end. I blame it on the coach, right? That's right. what I've been saying, right. the coaches. I'm with you. So, I, I mean, I'm I, obviously, you. here's the thing, though. And I, this time, I can't take it all the way to the front office, even though I hate Dave Gunnerman, but I will say this. So, Chase brought up Tom Coughlin. And I did see that they got a nice little thing with the coaches on there, too. They were talking about that. Now, let me tell you something. At least under recent things, you can talk about the JPPs and the, and the, and the damn cruises and all that stuff. We won chips. So say what you want about Reese, but y'all better watch about for too long. Just don't say it too much. But all I'm saying is this. No, no, no. Coaches I want to discuss it. Coaches I want to discuss matters. it. Coaches I want to discuss matters. that. That's my whole because point. Because this, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. All right. Real quick, let me just bring Bring up caller real quick, real quick. Nine one four two zero five five seven nine six. That's the number to call in. We got with us our brother from Jersey, Lou. Yo. We're gonna... What's going on, Lou? It's real spicy yeah. on here today. What's up, I love Lou? What's happening? Nothing unusual. Come on. I've been here All long right. enough to so, know it gets really spicy. It gets spicy early. Please let me right. get my rebuttal real quick, and then let this brother go. But, yeah, I want to hear that rebuttal real quick. All right. So, Lou, give me a second. So this is what yeah. I'm saying. We're going to take the three perspectives right now, right, since we talked about perception. You said, E, what do I say about the coaches? I mentioned the regime, and Tom Coughlin, and Jake's brought it up too, and what we went through before Coughlin, and then now what we're going through after. Now let's take it a step further, right? We go before Coughlin was the fossil era, right, and everybody else. And then before that era with the Dave Browns and the you know, the Kent Grahams and the, all of that, we go to Jim Pars- um, Bill Parcells, right? The era that Shakes fell in love and became a Giants fan, the Bill Parcells, Bill Sims era, right? Hard-nosed defense, running backs. Quarterback ain't the best of anything, but he's a great game manager to the point where he can win you a chip, right? Beautiful. Fast forward, the NFL has changed. Coaching is a big thing. Design and schemes are a big thing. Offenses are more high-potent and powerful. Powder puff, as Shakes would like to have called it, but he doesn't call it that anymore because you need that to win games. Every team that has won Super Bowls in the last five years has had a high-powered offense but also a great defense. But guess what? When it came playoff time, that running game controlled that clock, and they won. So let's move on. Now we are here right now. In the three aspects of football, which are the three aspects of all three of our perceptions, what's missing? 
I've already broke it down. Shakes with the history, you with the coaching, and me with the organization. What is the common denominator? That is a beautiful question. You know, I know where you're going with this, Brother E, and I, I'm going to let somebody else take it there because I, I know the obvious answer, but here's the problem I have with that, though. We was all so excited coming into the thing. Tom Copper was the coach of this thing. He would have players playing and in the right place and all that other stuff, and the coaching would be a lot better all around the board. So I, I look, man, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I we could say some Monday morning quarterback stuff because there's a lot of players disappointed, but we had enough talent. We all know that shit came in this season. I don't want to hear it. We still got enough talent that we should be. We ain't playing up to the talent that we got, period. And, OG, that goes into what we're talking about. Everything, I'm, I'm sitting here with a trident, baby. I'm sitting here with a trident. You're going to get stuck with these three prongs no matter how you maneuver. Aquaman. I'm a, you're going to get stuck. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The same denominator. There are not enough people in the building to bring out what's necessary what's in the building. They're not um, it, the people in the building. I'm gonna say it again, are not smart enough to bring out what we have in the building. But I feel that we, if we had enough defensively, man, and I really feel like the offense is what's really letting us down. I really do. I just felt like we knew we we brought back just about everybody defensively, and we added a couple more pieces. So I really feel like this team was supposed to make it happen offensively, and we did, if anything, the ownership did not bring in offensive linemen, which they should have done, you know, but only defensively, all I would have liked to see is maybe one more edge rusher and a you know, possible linebacker, obviously, but I really felt like we was okay defensively, and we had done enough offensively, but we, look, I mean, all these receivers we got, man, I mean, we just don't have an offensive line, but they've held up. I don't know what's going on with the run blocking, but I don't like the scheme, the run play we would call either, man. But I just feel like we were doing more. I don't know what comes first, man. Why we can't do better play action, I have no idea. I, I have all the it. ideas in the world, but I won't take up the show with all the truthful <laughs> ideas that I have, all the tape that I've watched, all the analysis that I've done, all the studying that I put into just looking at why we're not a good team. I know it already. I watch it all the time. So I will let Lou have the floor for his introduction, but I'll sit out little parts, OG, in the show. To, to like, I know, The first thing you said is, I don't know why the run blocking is not good. I'll get into that after Lou finishes. It's something you talked about. It starts with data pattern. I'll get into it in a second. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah. Uh, wait, um... Now, open the floor, Lou. You got something to say, bro, man? Just, you know, I mean, your introduction, bro. What you got going, something going, oh, okay. going on, bro? Well, right now, I'm catching, uh, you know, the baseball playoff here. And uh, Boston is looking pathetic. Thank God. As you know, how much I can't stand the Red Sox. You know, it looked like yeah, they yeah, were saying, oh, the Red Sox are going to sweep the Astros and whatnot. Like, no, I wasn't buying that at all. I mean, I know there's been, you know, controversy with the with the Astros, you know, saying that they're cheating again, using those good old-fashioned trash cans and whatnot. But Houston was up by had some injuries, and Boston was going to take advantage of it. And the first two games looked that way, but um, well, the first the first game Houston had that Boston uh, took over, 
But now Houston seems to be having the upper hand here. And uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not a fan of either team, but I got to go with the list of two evils here. And the list of two evils is, of course, Houston. Speaking as a Yankee fan, of course. Oh, LLP in the building. I see you. Houston in the building. Um, yeah. Shout out to you, man. Always good to hear from you, man. Um, we're going to get directly back into some giant shit. Sorry, you know what I mean? This is just how it is. Over here, we're cussing, Lou. Um, well, Giants, if you're a fan of Giants, you got a reason. Because, uh, you know, I have family as Giants fans, and believe me, they're not happy just like you are. Because, you know, everybody was expecting to be better this year, and they haven't done, keep pardon the expression, jack shit. You know, we the mouthpiece for the streets. Lou, tune in. All right, so, yeah, I hear so the Giants. Buzzers. I don't know who's throwing them. I hear some buzzers. Can I hear Say that? that again, bro. Y'all don't hear that noise? You hear some buzzing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a staticky type of buzz. Yeah, right? OG? I don't know who's phone it. Yeah, I don't know who's phone it. Yeah, it's time. like somebody being cut to win. All right. Hmm. All right, so does anybody want to take I, a stab at so real quick, the conversation? Real quick, real quick. Real quick. Uh, so the Giants have not elected to put Kadarius Tony on IR. We're going to wait and see what's going on with him. But we did get back Ellerson Smith and Aaron Robertson back to the practice. You know what I'm saying? They're back on the squad. So uh, that's that's a little bit of news to sprinkle in. Go ahead. I'm about to fix this win. I think it's me. All right. So, OG, you said why the run blocking. Can't, you know, I, you don't know what's going on with the run blocking. Our running back is what's going on with the run blocking 50%. And 50% the offensive line. I came to talk football today. I didn't come to be emotional. I came to break it down for real after doing what I does. 50% Saquon speak, 50% the offensive line. Now let me break down why I said that. This offensive line is not good at run blocking. It's good at opening up a hole for maybe a sliver or two or a second or two. Saquon Barkley is not the type of runner that's going to put his helmet down and go straight up the field. The moment that he gets to the line of scrimmage and a hole looks like he, it's closing, he's looking to go either left or right, which is lateral as we call it, and hit maybe a different space, put his foot in the ground, and go around to make the big play or try to get at least making the first man miss. Now, when you get used to that and comfortable with that, the kind of style of runner he is, you're going to mostly have plays that are negative. Not because he's a bad running back, but because the style and scheme does not fit the way he runs. That's why Devin Booker can get seven yards with this offensive line. That's why Wayne Goldman can get seven or eight yards with this offensive line. Because they are stick their foot in the ground, go straight up the field, and, and get skinny when they can behind blockers. That's not his style. He's best in open space and also off handoffs when he can make the first man miss, see the whole entire line in the field, put his foot in the ground, make a cut, make a cut back because he's a special talent, so he has all the moves in the world. So that's the reason why our run game looks the way it looks. Yes, six different offensive line formations in six weeks, and we're about to have a seventh one in seven weeks. So that definitely does not help because they have no camaraderie for blocking. 
But when you've seen Wayne Gallman have success, it's because of the line having 50% of it being good and Wayne Gallman being 100% himself. One foot in the ground, one step through the hole, through the cut, up the middle, or whatever, because he's that type of get slim and go up the field guy. That's not Saquon's way of running, and we knew that when we drafted him. And we're trying to make him that. He's not that. We failed. All right, all right, y'all can hear me? Yes. All right, cool. Y'all still hear that buzzer? Yeah, a little bit, but it ain't too bad. So I would like to get you guys' opinion on that thought process right there. 50% line, 50% safety. Now, what are you proposing? You proposing how we fix it? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not proposing that at all. That shit's unfixable. That's actually that shit's unfixable. It's nothing we can do to fix that. All we can do is hope and pray right. for a good game. Hello, you're breaking up a little bit, bro. We heard you, though. Yeah, if y'all, oh, okay. Cool. I was just saying, if you can hear me, I think that's easy uh, feedback. Because, Black, you sound clear. Okay. How about now? Nope, hell no, because I hear it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like somebody is outside. No, my silence. All right, cool. So what's going to happen here today, man, you know, debate wins it into it real quick. You know what I'm saying? Got to love OG. Got to love the founders, man. Came right in with the fire. You know what I'm saying? And then either chose one with the passion. Hey, we're going to get into some presses, man. First press, we're going to play real quick. little nine-minute jump. You're already an hour in. Exactly. Um, it's Daniel Jones, man, and him talking about, you know, playing against his hometown team. Because remember, that's where that boy from around there. And um, yeah. let's listen. You guys uh, be responsible. I'm going to meet you anyway, but uh, be responsible. I have a very question for you. Logan said you were reading a book on the way home from Dallas. What are you reading? Uh, uh, what was I reading? Um... I think it was Ryan Ryan Holiday, one of his books. Stillness is the key. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was good to read and and uh, felt good. So. How did you feel like the the guys came out today? Obviously, coming off a tough loss. I know Joe challenged guys to see who was was willing to fight all 60 minutes, all that. How did you feel like everybody responded today? I felt well. I felt. Um, you know, we put an emphasis, uh, coach put an emphasis on, on fundamentals and, um, you know, coming off the ball and, and practicing fast and, and, you know, kind of speed of the game, um, you know, like like uh, like what you're talking about. And, and uh, I thought we did that. Um, I thought it was a physical practice. And, um, you know, I think guys respond. Daniel, when you got a chance to look at the film, um, what stuck out to you that wasn't readily apparent after the game about how you played, like you personally? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, like any games, there's good things and bad things. So, um, you know, certainly, we're certainly good in the game and, and things we can build on, things and, you know, I can, I can build on. Um, but, um, you know, got to get rid of the, the mistakes and, and the stuff that's holding us back. So, um, you know, you, you try to look at each play 
separately, you know, how it adds to the, the whole, but, but what was going on in that specific play um, and learning from that. So, um, lots to learn from. I asked you uh, the impact having Andrew playing so well, like what that did for you. What does it do now that he's not going to be in the lineup? Uh, yeah, you know, he, like I said, he, he's played well, and um, you know, hate to see him go down. You know, I know he's dealing with uh, a lot with uh, with those injuries, but um, you know, I, we're, we got a lot of confidence in the guys stepping up, and, and Matt's played at a really high level um, this season as well. So you know, he'll step in and. Um, you know, whoever else is in there, uh, we have a ton of confidence in. So, um, looking forward to, to uh, working with them. Daniel, do you, do you, um, do you um, uh, at times have to make a conscious effort to not speed things up? You know what I mean? To kind of, you know, maybe if things are breaking down a little bit, obviously you got to get rid of the ball and make quick decisions, but to not go too fast, you know what I mean? And make sure you scan and see everything you need to make the right play. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's uh, that just comes within. Uh, making reads and and, and uh, playing the position, I think, is understanding um, when to get the ball out of your hands, uh, trusting the the read and, and going through it, being true to that. Um, you know that that's my job. That's you know how you play quarterback. So um, you know definitely something I've, I've got to you know continue to do. And there's is there a certain crisis management you know to to some plays when you know, things break down quickly and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't do what I wanted to do on this play, so, you know, you have to quickly go to the next the next thing. You know, how difficult is that? Yeah, like, I mean, I think that's um, a big part of the position, and, and Coach Garrett talks about it a lot. Um, you know, the, the play is not, you know, we'd, we'd hope for it to be perfect every time, but the reality in pro football and, and um, you know, for everyone across the league is it doesn't work out perfect, so it's about managing situations and, and avoiding um, the bad plays. So many receivers, tight ends, running backs this season, your offensive line's been in flux. I know you guys have the, the next man up mentality, but how hard is it to keep an offense going when you just can never have that consistency of personnel? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it uh, you know changes things up here and there, and, and uh, you know, tough to, to go without guys. But, but like you said, we've got guys who've stepped up and, and uh, you know, we've we got guys who can make plays and guys who can uh, do a lot of things, who bring a lot of different things to the table. So, uh, you know, it's about playing to those strengths. And, uh, you know, I'm confident, I think we're confident as a group that we'll be able to perform. Uh, Does it make you wonder a little bit about what this offense could have been if you had everybody out on the field the way you had planned? Uh, you know, I think our focus is on, on what we're doing this week and, and preparing um, you know, preparing with, with this game plan and getting ready to go. How much does the identity of the offense change when I know you guys come into the season, you're planning on Saquon to be a big piece, right, eventually getting healthy, but when you don't have him, how much does the, the whole look of it change in your mind? Yeah, um, you know, he's a dynamic player, obviously, brings a lot to the table. Um, you know, so I think, you know, within the game plan and, and what we plan to do, we, we kind of structure it towards um, you know, the strengths of the guys we have. And, and like I said, we have um, a lot of good players who bring a lot to the table. So um, when we plan and when we go out through, we go through the week, um, you know, that's the idea is to, to get the ball in, in those guys' hands and, and uh, tailor it to what they do well. Does that make you reconsider how you run the ball? Like, do you have to make any changes, be a little less uh, risky as far as putting yourself uh, in harm's way? Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I think um, the Dallas hit, was one thing, but I think you know I, I've been uh, I 
you know, I've realized that, um, you know, through these first couple of years, and and uh, something I certainly need to do better. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep working on it. The coach keeps saying they kind of talked about it's hard to get a competitor. Is that just a really hard thing for you to get through in the heat of the moment to to not take on a hit? And yeah, I think uh, third and one on the goal line is a little different situation than you know some of the uh, situations I've been in the past. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I definitely you know need to do a better job in some of those situations getting down. In 2020 hindsight on that play, did you see Rudolph kind of alone? Um, yeah, you know that wasn't really uh, you know the idea there, and, and you know could have communicated a little better. You know, one of the reasons why he thinks that you play so aggressively when you're running is that you you don't want to be considered different than the other guys. You want to give that show those you know, and not take it. How much of it is that? Where I think that's part of it. Um, you know, I think I've always uh, you know kind of felt that way. Is is uh, you know I'm trying to. Uh, Compete, you know, get as much as I can out of you know certain plays, like like anyone else would, and, and like uh, like other guys do when when they have the ball in their hands. But like I said, there's situations I can learn from and do a better job uh, protecting myself, protecting the ball. Speaking of Rudolph, one of the reasons why he's brought here because he is a big red zone target. That's what he does. Why do you think he hasn't been more involved in this offense? Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, we're certainly. Uh, Something you know we're focused on in the red zone is, is using him and, and uh, you know making him a, 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 a big weapon for us down there. And you know I got to do a better job in a lot of those situations, uh, getting him the ball and, and uh, in situations he can score. But that's something he does well and something we're working on. Does playing the uh, Panthers mean anything to you? I know that was your your kind of childhood team there. Um, it's it's cool, yeah. I grew up uh, pulling for them and in and, and Charlotte, and certainly still have a lot of friends who are Panthers fans. So, um, you know, I think that's uh, you know, it's, you know, cool to, to cool to be able to play them. But um, it's another game we're preparing like we like we always do. They rooting for you, or they tell you they rooting for the Panthers? How does that, how does that work? I hope they're rooting for me. I probably got some still Panthers fan. Um, who was who was your guy? Three more. Who was your guy growing up? Uh, I like Jake Delhomme a lot. Um, and uh, and Steve Smith, I think growing up, I was a big Steve Smith guy. Just the way he played and his his toughness, the way he competed, um, always loved watching him. How much did you get to know Sam uh, when, he, when you guys were in the market here together? Uh, yeah, I got to know him uh, a good bit, and uh, you know I've, I've obviously watched him a lot, um, and uh, you know he's had a good start of the season, so always pulling for him. You look back on last week. I mean, you started the season so very well. I mean, when you look back on last week, what went wrong? Um, I think it's uh, you know just uh, forcing forcing things that weren't there and, and you know bad decisions um, that set us back. I think um, you know just just uh, you know not staying true to the read. Some of the things we were talking about earlier and and and, uh, and trusting that. So. Uh, you know, I gotta gotta understand that, understand what uh, what, what went wrong, what I was thinking, and, and make sure I uh, correct it. <laughs> so 
okay. First on the Absolutely brutal. They asked that motherfucker, what are you reading? I would have told him, you know what I'm reading? I'm reading my goddamn record, bitch. What about you? What you reading? And then before he responds, say, man, get the fuck out of here. Go write an article and turn my goddamn head, bro. Step off. What am I reading? Yeah. And it's not so much him. It's the questions that they try to set him up for that is so irritating. And so... Uh, nauseating just now. That was nauseating. You know what I'm saying? These reporters is whack, man. They're all the way whack. And his same response every time. That was threw my tape recorder down and walked out and said, man, all y'all need to go find another career. Not terrible at this. Hey, LRP, can I ask you a question, my brother? Who does he sound like? Who does he sound like? I couldn't, man. I can't even do that, man. I can't I even do that. It, it, I, I'm so far removed from those days. I'm so far removed from those days now, man. And, you know, just piggybacking and peace to the guys. This is my first time speaking, but peace to everybody. Peace to the earth. Hope y'all having a good-ass day. But I caught the tail end of the conversations that y'all was having about I don't, you know, we at the point, and OG is right, I have no idea. What is taking so long? I listen to things that today that I haven't listened to in years because I didn't care. But I had to know, why is there no news? Why is there no news? And I don't have any plug-ins to the city, to the heart, to New York, you know, other than the brothers. We we get what we can. But I did my own thing. Yeah. I listened to Jordan Renard. I listened to other people today. I like podcasts and other things just so I can get some information. Because it just doesn't make any sense, as the fella said. But we constantly, as you said, early in the week, insanity. But no, no, because you have decisions right there. And everybody said what's going to happen is inevitable. So what are you dragging your feet for? The common denominator, the common denominator is the man called Fred sitting in the daggone office looking like old boy from the Kiss My Grits TV show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Male with the white hat. That's who needs to go. Because just like Saquon Barkley is not the uh, fit or is not looking like the fit for this offense, and he runs different with the run blocking like either Chosen one said, it all goes to the point of the same very man that sat in this daggone chair behind Giants, behind him, and said that our line is good. Perhaps we feel more confident in our guys than you do. That's what he said. Right after he's about to order a salami sandwich. And here we are. And then you got an incompetent old school backup quarterback to teach an offense because you thought that it was him that was doing that in Dallas. Not Kellen Moore. So don't tell me that there's not solutions staring right in the face. They're just dragging the daggone feet. For what? What you got to work with? And then you're going to ask this motherfucker, what are you reading? And then, hold on, what do you do about Rudolph? And the red zone, what red zone? You don't see the red zone. If you don't score before the 29, you ain't getting in. 
Gano, Fantasy Points, 21. Proof is in the pudding. You're going to ask him how he read, man. Just like that picture when the dude was wearing the white pants. Why is the first thing that I'm seeing, hearing, or whatever? Dumb shit. What are you reading? Scoff. I scoff at these people. I scoff at them. Loathe them. Well, brother, you're a meteorologist now. Um, Um, So, you know, who knows? Eventually you get a press pass, you might be able to ask some questions. I don't know if you're going to be able to come back based off of said question, but Will I be able to ask? You know what I mean? They will kindly ask and believe. Yes, they would. Straight Wu Tang getting kicked out of the hotel. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else got anything? Um, Shakes Montana? Anything on this presser? Was it want, want, want? Yeah, yo, yo. That Wu, that Wu shit was good shit last night. Just disclaimer. That's right. It's perfect. What about you, motherfucker? You played it. It's in there looking like a chess piece. (laughs) Why you play yourself like that? Man, appreciate y'all. Great show as always, man. You know, appreciate y'all letting me get my... My little stresses and stuff out, man, but, uh, you know, I'm going to stay true blue. That's all I do. We know I ain't, I'm still vibe with Daniel. He on the roster. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Let's just do it, man. I mean, just, you know, I, I really don't need a whole bunch. All I was saying is, man, don't hurt us. That's it. Don't hurt us, man. You know, play, give them the what they give us, and uh, let the playmakers make plays. I really believe, you know, I don't know if y'all seen, first of all, you know, uh, Leonard Williams is just dead ass wrong crying about the fans booing him. But I, on a different note, I saw Pepper's little interview today. He and this feeling and stuff. He want to give little one word answers and all that. Okay, that's real good, champ. You know what I'm saying? Even though you look like a little sucker like that. But I hope it's the defense is looking like they might be fine <laughs> mad, yo. Uh-huh. Um, you know, have everybody all tight in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Get a damn W. You know what I'm saying? Stop being a little bit. Be a be a. Hey, man, that's all I got. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Everybody be safe and sane and keep it sexy. I'm out. Appreciate y'all. Love you, brother. Love you, too, man. I love that chant. Yo, yo, that's great. I heard that in a minute. (laughs) That's the DMV word all day. All right, champ. No, OG, you gave us, like, some closing statement. That's not what we was doing, but... I don't know if you leave. Oh, my bad. Way. You know, I was look, I was working. I was holding my name on the whole thing. Where was that? Where was that, baby? I'm sorry. I was. You don't, you don't get two of them. You don't get two of them. You might as well have that one recorded. Nah. <laughs> uh, I, ain't, I, ain't doing, I ain't doing no clothes out, man. What are y'all talking about? Right. Well, uh, I was listening to the eloquent voice of LFP. We get the upset. We're asking the man who brought the book he read, and, like, that's important in, in life. <laughs> so, hold on. Keep point there, OG. Did you hear the presser that I played about Daniel Jones? What, his presser? I, I heard everything yeah. on the website. 
Oh, him? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it, man. You know, I heard it. Listen, man, the thing is this. You know, listen, man, honestly, he, Daniel know what he need to do. I would take, take that away from him. I mean, look, he know that, man. So, I, honestly, I, I mean, look, the dude is a likable dude, man. I mean, who don't want, I mean, listen, I don't eat anybody out there who's doubting that, you know, I don't got love or don't want to see the dude succeed. You couldn't be more. you definitely reading me wrong. It doesn't really say that. So, I like that. I really do, man. I like his intangibles. He, you know, I hope the players want to play for him as much as I would because I would want to play for him if he was my quarterback. I like him. So, hey, you know, I just want to win, man. And uh, all he can do is all he can do. He guys, all he can do is control what's happening on the offense. But whatever he needs to do, man, bar get people in place, he needs to take total ownership of that offense, period. That's got to be his offense. If somebody ain't doing right, they dropping balls, he needs to be the first one to point them to the bench. Okay, like, get the hell out of here. Give me the next one. Straight up. If you're going to be that dude, be that dude. So, the interview was great. I like, you know, I like everything he said, man, you know. And, uh, but I ain't really, I really don't care about that. I care about what he do on the field at the end of the day. So, let's, you know, you know what you got to do. But, uh, so, one of, pepper, one, of the questions, <laughs> one of the questions that was asked, OG, was something that you brought up. They asked him and said, so when you don't have the players in there that you normally are scripted and, you know, things, they didn't use the words off script. They said when plays break down, like how do you process that and what do you do, you know, during it? He says, he said, Coach Garrett always talks about that. Things not going the right way. Real quick. So but you have to do crazy. something. Got to fix that. Yeah, that, it's that. getting louder. Wherever yeah, that's not me. It's, it's damn sure not So, yeah, it's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, whatever somebody Uh-oh. just did. Somebody fixed it. Yeah, somebody did something mm-hmm. wonderful. Keep your hand mm-hmm. on the antenna. Thank Remember you. that when we were judging? Oh, you have to put yeah. your hands on the TV. Stand on, stand on the other leg. Right. Went it toward the window. Yeah, no, I, so, heard, I heard that, yeah. yeah I did hear that. Right. You know. it, it is the, the oh, host, Black Friday. Asking you MFs the whole time. No, you good. You just have it. Yeah. It goes, it goes out. Black for some reason. We always assume you're good. I thought it was media. I thought it was media. I saw you. I'm just saying. I just had to, you know, that's me. Forget it. Now, now you're talking. It's gone. Right, that's what I keep saying. It goes out when you speak. So, OG, as you as as you were saying, you heard when he said that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Now that that yeah. that automatically comes to fruition with my thought process. If Jason Garrett is telling him, right, these things are going to happen. How do you teach him or coach him? or show him what to do after that. Now, here's my thought process. Jason Garrett was never any good at that in his life. So what is he going to show him on the field? That's a football thing, bro. That's not That's a thing. That's not an X's and O's. That's an instinct thing, bro. Straight up. Just like your but, parental vision is. No, nah, I'm just saying, bro. No, I'm saying. I drills think drills really help with all of that, skill brother. Set to him. Drills help skill with set to him. Who are better football players than him? Right? It just seems like he's a little too technical and not just. Uh, it's just hard to describe. That's what they bro. wanted, though. 
See, but that's what I keep expressing, OG. I mean, that's what they want. Listen, if it was, if it was, listen, I, maybe. All I want is a winner. I don't care what, how you give it to me. Just be a winner, bro. And the winner makes the people around him better. Eli made people around him better. That was the one thing I was going to say. Eli, even though I don't put him and Eli in the same category, Eli made people around him better. Daniel just plays with what he got. You know, Eli puts players in the right position, man. And, you know, people play the bubble. That's no hey, yo, yo, that was so, another you know, one. I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see that with bro. I'm don't sorry. make people better. You're right. I agree with you on that one. Oh, how many years have I said it since the kid was a rookie? Okay. Right? How many years have I said it, Shakes, since the kid was a rookie? That's not who he is. He's not going to make the players around him better. That's who, not who he is. And that's not who well, he drafted. I think it's the I think it's the sensei. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I'm, I, it's the sensei, man. It ain't yo, oh, yo, LRP. I'm with you a million percent. I'm with you a million percent. For real, he got him out there. Just like well, we, we just Dude, watch. We just went in the uh, series get knocked out. One second. It's the second I mean, year in the offense, and so yeah, it is the sensei, right? It ain't just the sensei. It's the whole fucking dojo. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So, yo, real, real quick, Dan C. Dan C. with us, too, man. He said he wanted to talk about us something a little bit. What do you think about that yeah. press, Dan C.? You got it. Yo, I just want to know, what was he doing out there? What was he doing out there? He obviously looked, did not look fit to be out there, especially when you're down 31 to 3 in the fourth quarter, and the other team pulls their quarterback. 31 what the hell is he still – what's he still doing out there? He's taking hits he don't need to take. The man's recovering from a concussion. He still looks concussed. What is he doing out there? I didn't understand any of it in the fourth quarter. Why is he out there? It made no sense, man. None at all. He probably had a killer headache, too. Probably had a killer headache. I mean, that would have been my first question. What? Hey, Mr. Judge, what the fuck was he doing out there for so damn long? What are you doing subjecting him to more hits, you idiot? Daniel, how did you feel about your coach putting you out there after just a week of rest, after being concussed? How do you feel? Let him him play uh, red zone. He's got to do a better job to that. For For him to be out there in the fourth quarter, was insane. That's what you I ain't had. stopping Please. this team. Okay? It's over. It's been over. What is he doing out there? He didn't want the uh, other teams make the fight without their leaders, basically what some stupid shit he said. He couldn't ask the other team, the players to, to go out there and continue to fight with and then pull Daniel and would have sent the wrong message. I heard him something along the lines. Let me tell you something. There's no excuse. Don't ask me because there's no excuse, y'all. We all know it. There is no excuse. And what are we, one and six? I don't know what I'm fucking record. One and five, I don't know, man. You know, at the, at the point, it, it's unexcusable. I'm not even trying to come up with any reason it's, it's because there is no justified reason. Um, so it's just, we're just going to – I just one, I'm, all I know is they need to be able to figure out if Daniel is the guy one way or the other because we cannot go into next year wondering. And I, we will all have this concern that – if the offense is going to do this and if the day is going to do that and we need to be able to see this, I don't give a goddamn what happens. 
we need to be able to make uh, an informed decision with whatever happens at this point because we got to be sure going into next year, man. We just got to. So. Oh, OG, I'm, I'm just going into what you're saying. I guarantee everybody that's right here, I'm not going to talk about Daniel Jones. I'm not going to talk about the receivers. I'm not going to talk about the running backs. In Jesus' name, Buddha and or praises be due to Allah. Brishmi Allah. If we fix the offensive line, and literally fix it, at least 50% of our conversation will be different. Just, just fix happen. that. Just, just do that. I know. I know. No, no, what they need I to know. happen. I know. No. This, I'm telling you, by the bye to be gone, gentlemen needs to be gone. Okay. And Graham, Graham ain't going with him? That's the last thing we need to do to Daniel, man. I'm sorry, bro. I hate no, the situation no, with no, Jared, no, but no. I don't want to do that, man. I don't You're want not going to get anything different from Daniel. Don't remove Jared. But then there'll be another reason why we can't judge what, what we see and what, for what it is. So this is like, yeah. oh, he lost his coordinator. Nah, 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 nah. No, Daniel's got to go too, bro. Hold on for a minute. Hold on. I want this show to be classic as always, brother. So please, LRP, uh, rebuttal with OG says, and OG, you got it. Come on, brother. All I'm saying yeah, is this. Right, what's happening right now we know for a fact if they dismantle the ship, Daniel's gone, bro. Whoever the new GM is coming in, he's going to get all of his guys. You, you're not going to get a new GM just to conform to this shit again, not unless he's in-house. Kevin Abrams, oh, yeah. Abrams or whatever. All I'm saying is I don't want to see all you need is somebody in Daniel. I don't want him to lose his coordinator in the middle of the year. Because I'm just sorry. We already got line offensive line you know? problems and receiver problems. I don't want to have give him, you know, that. Dramatically wrong, It's possible. You, you won't be able to judge him fairly because Garrett is there. And he he's not without a coordinator. He got Freddie Kitchens right there. And supposedly been in the mix the whole time. Well, here's the one. So I'm one of you insert Freddie Kitchens, but you do something. You won't be able to see Daniel. You, none of us, none of us will be able to see Daniel Jones if this dude is there this for the rest of the season. He needed to be gone last week, but I understand that. But at the bye, there is no excuse whatever why any of those two names should be coming back after the bye. Doing the bye. Here's one of the things, LRP. I'm one of the few people, as much as I can point out a, a, a good amount of players that I'm like, I don't really put this on this and that. I'm not one of those people. I'm just telling you that. I'm not. I mean, you're not going to say it's going to make you I'm not saying that there's a lot of things that are wrong, but let me tell you something. I really believe is, you know, it really comes down to these players executing the plays that we have. You know, I'm more upset with the players than I am the coaching. I'm wrong. There's a whole lot of players I wish – I didn't see. So, but, you know, with that said, but, but, I'm not going to I'm going to say that it, I don't want to see him back next year. I even agree with that. I don't want to see him back next year. I'll even agree with that. But I'm just saying is I don't want to put it solely on him. I don't. But, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what I'm about to say. It's not solely on him. It is absolutely solely on him. That's what the problem is. 
we don't want to solely put nothing on him. Yo, it is solely on him. You cannot no, I, tell I, I respectfully that. disagree. No, it is solely on him. I mean, that's your you opinion. Run you got the right to it. Hold I, I get that, but I'm, I'm just not on. I'm not. I'm not signing on to that. The plays, the plays that we have seen ran has become a code of disrespect. It is a code of disrespect to run a Jason Garrett play on this team. It is disrespect. We have lost games because of the play after a big play or a good play or not a play, period, to just get past six. We had an interception in one game that we could have won the game. It was two minutes to go, two minutes and some, and some seconds, and we still wind up punting the ball away or kicking the field goal? Well, I see drop passes. I also see you know, Ingram wide open in the end zone, and then you throw it to the wrong field. I see a lot of mistakes that the players made, too, not just Daniel, all the players. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of blame to go around, man, but I'm not scapegoating that, man. I'm not doing that. We are. That's all I'm saying. No, I mean, look, I don't hear nobody but you. I don't need to. I'm not going to change your mind, OG. I ain't going to change your mind. Uh-huh, okay. yeah, just, well, you hey, said it is an opinion. Raise your hand if you should. But I'm telling you, the, uh, <laughs> the time of possession, we have not won any time of possession. Our red zone offense is terrible and absolutely useless. The man does not. His offense doesn't. Because the first the first person that said gentleman failed. Hold on. Hold on. You asked me you asked me to give you some proof and some back to what I'm saying up by absolute science. Allow me to do it. The man, the first name I said, ghetto man. Improperly. Absolutely disgustingly malpracticed. Has misappropriated this roster and he got the wrong daggone person to run an offense with the players that he has. It's a soup sandwich. Both of them. Not putting it solely on Garrett. No. But Garrett is incompetent and not smart enough to outsmart the players that he has received through the first person. Get him. You know, and that we man can't hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. We can't hold on to the ball because our time of possession across the board overall has always been very, very less than the other team. Our defense is on the field and playing more time, more hours, more minutes, load management message than the why, offense. Why is that, LRP? Why is our defense because on the field? Because we can't hold on to the ball because we can't score and, points. And, because his offense is in act to scoring Come points, on. which is his Come on. job, which is the so. Come on, that, I hear that's my point. Mind. Not here to change my. So, All so I'm when you is, agree, you're allowed you want to fix the problem. When you disagree, you got to sit there and be quiet. I got you. Hey, look, again, uh, here's the thing. Is I ain't, scared, I'm not, I ain't letting that man off the hook whatsoever, but the man had a pretty damn good offense in Dallas when he was kicking out years, Mike. What's he on no goddamn point? That's not in Dallas. Know, this ain't Dallas, know, bro. This ain't Dallas, man. Place, Come on. When the same place is working like a mug yourself, bro. That dude ain't been calling them plays when they was having success. It's this been is a- what I'm trying to say. Yo, 
cut it out. He was not a the he was the beneficiary. The goddamn kid had John Kittner back there working up goddamn plays. Come on now. For some reason, we can't get an offensive line together. He think we better in between the tackles. Running the ball. Here we go. I don't know what's going on. We can't run between the tackles. We can't run outside either. I don't know. Oh, I'm telling I you now, you remove those two names, OG. You remove those two names in the interim. In the interim. But you got to do something. That It makes no sense to wait because they already said it. People already said it. The dude is gone after the end of the season. So you're not losing anything. You're not losing nothing. You take this dude out at the bye to remove Garrett because he brought his punk ass in here. It wasn't Judge's pick. He brought him in here. That. And Mara. So Mara needs to change his daggone mind, stop playing this little fiddlestick stuff, and get his butt out of his cage in the little panic room. I don't want to see any more instability in Daniel. Life right now, I really don't. I do not want there to see nothing be, else going. There He's won't be instability in kitchen being right there. He's been with him the whole time, brother. He's been here the nah, whole man. time. Get him out of here. You gotta give these dudes that make millions all these daggone baby wives, bro. No, nah, college is over. When you get graduated no. from college and you got your degree and you go out there, you get a good ass job, you ain't gonna have nobody holding your hand. You gotta show you know how to do this thing, regardless of who's in the goddamn position. You move, remove this what? dude because he is an eyesore and he is killing your career and he already probably killed two. And guess so what? There's something called OJT, on the job training. Learn it. Or you will be not a liability for your company. I mean, you will be a liability for your company and not an asset. You trying what to get paid about kissing? That, you a whole coordinator out here. You get paid millions. You can't get this dude up to speed in two weeks. Why was he so much? Why was he so much better under Sherman? Why was he so much better under Sherman? Huh? Why was Saquon Barkley so much better under Sherman? And why was Danny Jones so much better understand? Huh? Because OG, we're telling you something. Jason Garrick has a scheme that works, but he doesn't. I'm telling you, but he doesn't have the player. That's the domino right there, man. That is the domino. I don't understand why nobody sees it. Jason Garrick's offense is predicated around a good offensive line. He does not have that. So he can't go off script. So he can't teach or put plays in that's off script. You talking about mm-hmm. instinct? He's a dude that don't Niggas even understand. Go, yeah, what he's gone. All our problems are gone away, man. Yeah, okay. I'm no, you. no. That's the domino that needs to fall in order for us to you see something. Because OG, right now it's the same thing every show. week. Yeah, We're bringing players in here with the same situation. The dude is not. I told you, know, you what it is. So be it. But honestly, I wouldn't bank on it, man. Honestly, we just have to deal with what what we got going on. All and, we have uh, to do is get ready to the Go in the closet. Go sit down in the corner. That's it, Jason Garrett. Go sit down in the corner till we know what the inevitable is. Freddie Kitchen, step on up. I mean, let's talk about it. Can it really look worse than Jason Garrett at this point? Come on. We one in five. 
What are we really losing? Let the man have a say-so. Put the man face on camera. And God forbid, don't let him win two games in a row. Oh, my God, this whole shit will change. Don't let him win two games in a row and often score 30 points. We'll get back on here talking about, see, Kitchens was the answer. I'm telling you. And I'll tell y'all the same thing I told y'all yesterday. Shut the fuck up. Because I ain't going to want to hear it. Until John, until John Mara dies or somebody pushes him and he's not able to do what he does, we're still going to go through what we're going through. We're playing 1980s football in 2021. Because the minds of the people that run this organization and the people that they hire are still not up to date. Until we get an African-American quarterback, we still are not moving along with the time. That is the end of it. So let our insanity continue as it's going to keep continuing, as I expressed so eloquently yesterday. It's going to keep happening, Jeremy. Nothing's going to change. So let's talk some more football. Let's bum beat up on Graham now. Let's pick him today. Can we start beating mm-hmm. up on Graham? Jack Prescott might be the best quarterback in the NFL. Who? He might be. He might be. Who? Might be playing the best. Jack Prescott. He's been a top three. ten quarterback in my mind since the second year he stepped on the field. He's, he's, he's been a top five right quarterback in my mind since the last four years. Easily. Not everybody can. He's the best. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Some players. Some I don't know about the NFL. Having a bunch of different weapons. You know they don't. They always they do better with just one or two. But he's one of the quarterbacks. He spreads the love, bro. At the right time. I'm not saying that Daniel uh, was not nice though. I, I'm, I really I like Daniel too, and I'm not saying that he uh, he doesn't he, come with he a whole bunch of mistakes. Class is that, uh, no, 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 no I'm not putting him in that. I'm not putting him in that. He, he needs to play better. He knows so let me, better. So let me, let me, let me ask I'm you I'm telling you, he's better than what he is. A little bit. What I truly believe is this. I think ain't nothing wrong with Daniel Jones from the standard of the New York football giants. But we, the fans, would love to have a dynamic guy. We just want a dynamic guy. Not gonna a guy that's going to be. This is what, this is what, I heard J.J. Watt say something profound the other day. First two minutes. This is crazy, bro. J.J. Watt was giving homage to his quarterback, and he said by one thing, one thing, he said, as a defensive player, first thing you do is just happy that you don't have to get out there in defense against Kyler Murray. But he said the most important part about it is when you put him out there, it doesn't matter what the situation is, you always believe you can win when you see that guy on the field. That, and, what, and, and hold on, no, can I say something to that? And hold on. And let's talk about J.J. Watt for a second, okay? J.J. Watt also came from another guy he felt that way about. Exactly. J.J. Watt came from Deshaun Watson to Kyler Murray. Let his ass came from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. 
Well, I mean, he was just talking about his cornerback, man. How he, I mean, I didn't hear him say that about as much as about Deshaun Watson, even though I know he had a lot of respect on him. But when I heard him say that about Kyler Murray, that he, he, you know, giving him the ultimate confidence, saying that it didn't matter what the situation was, felt like with this man at the helm, he always had a chance. And I think that as a quarterback, that's really all you could ask for. As I always have a chance. This is like I felt like with Eli. When you give Eli the ball, you know, and you're down four or five points and you got the last final drive, you felt like you had a chance. You didn't feel like it was going to be a choking situation. And that's the thing. When the, when the rubber meets the road, you want to feel like you got that person with the pedigree that can get you that dub. And you know what? I would love to. I would love to debate that. I got you. I would love to debate that with. He doesn't get a chance to really close out games because he comes back and has the lead, and then his defense loses him. So I don't really know nothing about that. I wish I could see that with him because the one time that we needed to see it, he came back and did it. But in order, overall, only I'm only one talking time? the facts. No, only one time. I just said it. He does not get a chance to go through that because he, he has the lead chance. and we lose. We lose. What about when he fumbles and we lose? Uh, OG, come on. You still nitpicking. No, I'm just saying. You, you I'm, I'm, I'm in a whole real thought. Right. When is he fumbling and we lose? But my question is, you're talking about little individual thoughts, right? I'm talking about overall J.J. Watt. And you said Eli Manning. Daniel Jones is not mm-hmm. placed in that situation. We're not good enough to place him in that situation where the defense goes out and get a stop and it's on him. We don't live well, like I that. Well, I mean, I'm talking about when, when, it's, when the game is on the line. I mean, now, the thing is this, you know, however many seconds left is all, you know, is obviously relative. But the thing is this, and it's not even a matter of, you know, if it's ever happened before, it's just a matter of a man saying it don't matter what the situation is. I got that much confidence in this particular man. So whether Daniel has done it once or, or maybe twice in his lifetime, I, you know, it's a matter of having one of the best, you know, defensive players for the last 10 years saying, look, man, this, when this dude is on the field, you know, I feel confident that, you know, they can score each time. I mean, just, you know, so I – uh I would like that. I, I feel you know, put Daniel to the side. I just want that out of my quarterback, whether it's Daniel or anybody else. I want to feel like if the ball is in our hands yeah. last time, yeah. we're gonna win. I feel like no you know what? And, 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 and here's my and here's my only rebuttal to that. Can we down, get a, the defense let, let us down. I got you. No, fuck that defense let us down. Listen to what I'm about to say. Can we get a JJ Watt? Well, that's separate from what I want from my quarterback. So no, 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 no. You no, said one of the last. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, you said one of the best defensive players in the either. last 10 that's years. That's separate from what I want from my Can we get a J.J. Watt so he can say that? Can we get that? No, he I'm saying can we get a J.J. Watt? He won't say that. He is because I feel OG on this one, and I don't see, you know, he won't get that glaring endorsement from A.J.J. Watt. Because I believe he hasn't developed that yet, um, and I'm not caring about that endorsement. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not caring about the endorsement. I care about let's get a JJ Watt so one day we could get an endorsement like that. Can we get a JJ Watt? Can we get that? You change him into just wanting a defensive player. That's me. I know. I change it. I change it into the organization. My brain. When I first got on the show and I said what I said. I'm not going to change my brain. 
Y'all can go in a different pocket. I'm not going to change my pocket. I had a three-pocket <laughs> conversation, a trident. I, I even labeled it a trident. Three yeah, facets. I remember you said you were going to have And I'm, I'm staying on that. So anytime somebody says something to me, I'm going to talk about one point in the trident. He said defense. I started talking about can we get a Watson. I understand what he said. I get all that. It's beautiful. Can we get one to have that conversation? We're going to keep losing because keep, people keep looking at little situations. I'm looking at this as a whole. We've been losing as a whole due to all the analytics that I've done because we have never gotten a three-headed monster. We've never put it together in three facets of the game for the last 10 years. When Eli Manning won it, we had a decent defense that stepped up, a run game that wasn't so good, but wide receivers that could take us past and beyond the sticks and score them points. And Amar Bradshaw did what he did here and there throughout the season and let us when he needed to. We don't have none of those things now. So that's what I'm saying. We're just burnt up, brother. We're done. I'm trying to say it in the nicest well, way that here's, I can. Here's, here's the thing. I, I really, I will agree with that. We're not playing complimentary football, and but uh, you know, I just, but I do feel like you know the, the time of possession of offense is definitely hurting the defense. Period. And not to mention yeah. the field, the field, but the field, you know, and the field and the field position on top of it. So there's the thing is this: I watched my defense. Hold, man, hold some of the most potent offices early in the game, and then they have a total breakdown at some point. I will give you that, and there's no excuse for that. But I've also seen them hold stout, getting turnovers and all, and stops and all that, and then the offense get on right on the field and three and out like a mug. So the time Why do you think we keep talking about this? Listen, bro. Listen, man. I'm just letting you just let me make my point and get out the way with it, man. You know what I'm saying? I, look, I, I know. The thing is this. At the end of the day, it's, you know, we, I know you was big on, you know, on, you know, on going on the coach and all that stuff, man. But at the end of the day, players play, man. I don't, I ain't happy with none of the calls, offensively or defensively. Well, I'm gonna say no. I wouldn't say on any of them. I would say a lot on offense and defense. I give you that. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at some stuff and I see the total breakdowns. I see these dudes who are supposed to be. Who I know are close to be in the right place who are just not where they're supposed to be. They're trying to do too much. So listen, man. I've watched I've watched drop passes and all kinds of foolishness. I saw poor tackling, all kinds of stuff that is clearly on the players, clearly. So, was, I'm talking about game-winning type of plays that should have been made that we wouldn't even be having this conversation because there was a lot of them that we should, at the very least, be two and three, maybe probably three and two to be honest with you. But I'm not here. We but we are we are what we are. But what I'm saying is I see too many breakdowns on the players to go straight and be like, it's all the coaching. I'm going to say it. I will agree with you. We can go each player. I'm like, yeah, it's messed up. I don't understand why you call them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm watching these players, man, and they're not making the players all right. out there. Period. So, OD, I'm just going to say this to you right now. Galladay, gone. Tony, gone. Slayton, maybe. Shepard, maybe. Barkley, gone. Right? We got that. We got it. They're gone. What is Jason Garrett? Because I'm asking you. You said players. 
What is Jason Garrett going to do to help Slayton, our players? Slayton, Ingram, Rudolph, um, Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got we got enough offense. Stop playing with me, bro. And those guys, hold hold on. Let me just just asking a question. When you look at Slayton, because he's going real quick, he may hold on. Real quick, he real quick. If just hold where you are, just gotta throw this in there. And oh Jesus, yes or no? Despite actually we're talking, but think about it. Now, do you believe that Jason Garrett, after all the names that he just said are gone? Do you believe that he'll put Ross on the outside and Ingram on the outside and put Caden Smith and Rudolph in there with Penny? Don't you think that would be a good offensive setup that, to attack somebody? I think I'm so. so but guess what? You... That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm so mad at you, Ellen. I was too. So, man, I don't even know why you asked me that. But go ahead, bro. That even make a point. Okay, so, so let's do that out there. So here's the question. Are you comfortable? And I'm just being honest. Please be honest because I know you will. Slayton, if he plays, because remember, he's still questionable. We don't know if he's going to play yet. So let's talk about the players that's going to play. You got Collins Johnson. That's the kid, Collins Johnson, right? John Ross, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Devin Booker. You're comfortable with beating the Tampa Bay Bucks with that? You said players. You're not talking about nobody else except now. You feel we have enough. Who said anything, first of all, who said anything about beating them with rules? I'm I just mean, asking. Beat the Tampa Bay. Who said anything listen. about beating them? Okay, so you just want to see them. Okay, so that means huh. you just want to see them I, make plays on the field. Well, I mean, let me listen, man. I mean, every question can't be a rhetorical question. You know what I'm saying? It's all about it. Only mine was the dog. Only mine was the dog. Something to think about. That's what they're going to happen, Garrett, because he ain't smart enough. I'm just asking a whole different question. No, I'm just talking about the players. I want to get a quick hand. I'll be quick with mine to get out the way, baby. You know what I'm saying? But give me a chance. Okay, so you answer my question, brother. That's all I'm asking you. Do you feel confident with that lineup right there? Making plays and winning games. I don't feel lineup. If, I don't feel comfortable if we had Saquon and everybody else out because we haven't proven shit at this point. So the answer, the short answer is no. Why would I? But it ain't about the injuries, man. All I'm saying is, look, and I do believe in any given any given Sunday. All I want to see is just go out there and play some clean football, not hurt ourselves. Because when we don't turn the ball over, I feel like you know what. We can we, we have a good chance to win, especially if our defense can get a couple of turnovers, man. So uh, you know, let's let's play some field position. I do believe we have a chance. It's always a chance. So yeah, not okay. not likely, but yeah, sure, why not? So the answer, my answer is, you feel we have a chance with them, okay? Yeah, I do. That's good enough for me, brother. LRP. I'm crazy. I'm crazy, y'all. Yeah, I can go crazy. I, I don't even want to say hey. nothing. Hey, I'm afraid uh, to. I'm afraid to like the match. I'm afraid to go. Uh, <laughs> yo, I'm afraid to like the match. You said that. What do I gotta say? Hey, I'm never. I told y'all all yesterday that we insane. This is the love and insanity that we are proving. 
block for Penny. No. You know what I'm saying? I would love for her no, to have I'm some um, high-formation with Caden Smith and Rudolph and let Penny and Nate Ebner set the goddamn way for Booker. I would love to be able to <laughs> mix that up. Do you think yeah, you can let me borrow him for a second? Stop, man. Yo, man we're do y'all hear how crazy this dude is? Yeah, we got, Hello, we got Danny Dimes, man. We got to be in we got Danny Dimes. I mean, am I crazy? You can't believe it. It should look the way it looks because of the sensei. You better, LRP, you better believe you crazy. You better believe it. We all are. Well, we all, I proved yeah, that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, okay, we we yeah. all are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you also got what is not there in the box with the cheeses. I'm not well. No, I'm not. I know, bro, yeah. and I asked you, did you take all of them today? Because sometimes no, you're Ill, you get baby. paid. OG said we could win with Collins Johnson, John Ross, Evan Ingram. <laughs> I don't even need to name the rest, baby. We got uh, just do something different, man. We lose in all facets in offensive football. Do something different. He's not going to. That's why Freddie Kitchen needs to take over the play call. Do something. Do anything. Anything. I don't care what it is. Just do something different and make it fucking look good. Look, man. Hey, we got, we dancing got, around look, you, we you ain't got, got the players for it. Offensive score power, obviously, man. But, you know, I think if we can just work together as a team, not – Hurt ourselves, man. Get Ingram the ball. Ingram is probably, you know, and, you know, John Ross open, hopefully opens some things up and get Booker a little more space. I just think we can do a little something. If we can just score 31 points and maybe hold them to 27, you know, I mean, look, it's our, it's our time for our defense. This is where I'm going on the record right now. I don't know. I don't even think we're going to win this game, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Our defense is going to play much better. What's what suddenly is the opposite of this? I don't inspire. Listen, I'm telling you, I expect to see the defense more pass rush and um, maybe maybe one or two turnovers. And I just expect to see a better product, not as many, you know, not as many broken coverages. So that's Can I, I'm going to say this real quick to you, OG. You ready for it? It's Wednesday. Yeah, I'm ready, baby. Ready? I'm always ready. I'm, 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 I know, my brother. I got you. Look for DJ Moore to tear Bradbury ass up. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he is a quick, twitchy, route-running, hands-possession receiver. And and Patrick Graham is going to fear his speed and put Bradbury six to seven yards in back of him and give up the underneath. And all he got to do is run a slant and take an angle and get 15 to 17 every time. Remember I said that. Anybody outside of me got DJ Moore, start that ass this week. I got Bradbury going to tap out with a fake injury by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> to he going to his ass The offense is so uninspiring. I don't see them. That's why they've been getting ass with. You know what I mean? Just like you said, OD, you get turnovers. Man, they had Carter do some shit he never did before. You know what I'm saying? If I said to Ivan earlier last week, say, oh, that shit happened. That shit never happened. We knew it was over. You know what I'm saying? And you couldn't do anything. You got fumble recoveries, all kinds of stuff. And you couldn't do, and this is two games ago, and you couldn't do nothing with it. 
You know what I'm saying? Two games ago, it was so uninspiring. The offense is so uninspiring, and that's why you get the performance that you do. And that's why I said the first domino to ask the fall is this balloon-head motherfucker in the mail with the white hat. Facts. And listen, LRP, I want to piggyback off something you said earlier. I know nobody heard you, and I'm going to tell you why. Because insane people have something that they call selective hearing and tone deafness. I'm going to tell you that now. We all got it. I don't care who y'all is. I don't care how y'all try to fight me. I'll prove it on shows and if y'all need me to. Selective hearing and tone deafness when you're insane. That's a part of what makes you insane. We all go through it. But I turned off my insanity to listen to what you said. Just like Daniel Jones was reading that book, right, on whatever he was doing. You said from the 29, you gave a number that I ain't never heard before in my life. You said from the 29, not the 30, yard line and above and, and beyond is how we go. That's what Carl Banks did. Yo, nobody ever said that, and I've been trying to express that. We are green zone scorers, not red zone scorers. Why is your biggest lineup never in the game when you are at the 10-yard line? Why is Kyle Rudolph? Nico um, Collins Johnson, Evan Ingram, Kenny Galladay, Caden Smith, why are they never the ones in the game right there? Better score before they get to the 29, Bob. Have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a fade? Has Daniel Jones thrown a fade to anybody in the end zone? Well, that showed the right, but... Back shoulder fade, nothing? No? John Ross, why he ain't doing punt returns? Why we got C.J. Board and Jabril Peppers running back picks when we got the fastest man ever in combine history right there? I know. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how fragile you are. If you're fast enough to get by somebody, your ass can't get hit. They That's trying to figure out they want shit. him to play wide. Oh, that boy was off the ball. I mean, what? So we might as well just keep this allowing touchbacks. Well, they fucked up with that with Tony. You know what I mean? Because Tony could have been right. doing that. Uh, he was supposed game. to be doing that. Nah, I told you too. He get nicked up too. Hold on, man. It is crazy. Man. It is crazy. But don't you fuck about that. Put him out there, man. That's what you get for passing yeah, that that's way out. Anyway. Shout out to everybody. To the regular broadcast is over. Uh, we are now into the uh, second portion, the third hour, I should say. That's what you get for passing up on Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, and, and, De- and Dwayne Haskins. Team, Justin bro. Herbert. Facts. Everybody. I think we would have broke him down. I'm going to keep it real with you. I think we would have tore Herbert up by asking. Get him and got to go, bro. I do. Yeah. what's been fired already. I don't give a fuck about finishing the season. That shit. He would have been, been gone last year. He wouldn't have even seen this year's draft. Man, he would have been Cowboys got CD Lamb and Diggs in one draft, y'all. That don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? For real. Your ass got. And jumped up and, and he used on. draft capital on to get Baker. And he's not even right. there no more. 
right, and and jumped and jumped us to get Tyler Badass last year. Facts. Because did the shit, bro. You could have had Saquon. You would have had Lamar Jackson. You would have had a line by now. This would be Lamar's second year. He would have left. He wouldn't and, have got rid of him for no reason. That's why we didn't hire Lewis Riddick. For a trade that it, it isn't even working now. One other person already gone in Zyklus. Come on, they now. They don't even use uh, Olivier Vernon. Right. Don't forget, Shane Ximenez, Kevin Zeitler, and Jabril Peppers was given up for our wide receiver, who was the minimum of 14 a game by him damn self. By himself. And then you got rid of the core of that uh, defensive line. The dude got to go, bro. That dude got rid of DRC, got rid of JPC, got rid of Olivier Vernon, got rid of... Um, what was our linebacker name? It'll come to me right now. He went to Detroit. Come on now. Help me out, fellas. What was the other linebacker? Kennard. Got rid of Devon Kennard. Got rid of, um, come on, Romeo Okwara. Got rid of everything that we had. Got rid Did of everything we had. Guess who got O.E. Diggazua's brother? Dallas. Guess who got two sacks on him? Dallas. And you had a chance to get him. You had a chance to get uh, my boy from uh, uh, Kowosu, J.O.K., from Cleveland. Yeah. That's who showed out last week. Right. Look at Tristan Wirtz, the number one lineman from that draft by far. We go through this all the time. My son, Rashawn Slater, slapping everybody. Yeah. Freezy. Come on. We all practice. know that should have been the pick. Been malpractice. And don't we all know that should have been the all pick. of that, this dude deserves to stay to the end of the season. There's no way you can give him that much respect, bro. Complete incompetence. And you waited to Brett Hedgie to pick up a line. Brett Hedgie, bro. Stop. 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 When all – hold on. When – hold on. Hold on, LRP. when he got him. But, but guess what, LRP? We was told – to stop talking, quit the blood clot crying, stop whining. We was told all that. We're about to go into our seventh formation in seven weeks. It's all bad, bro. You got you retired. Two, this dude retired two dudes, two linemen, and fired another prominent coach. I'm putting it on Judge too, man. Everybody got to go. I don't care. Everybody can go. Graham ain't safe either. Fuck, let them all go. They all can leave. And right you know now, what I'm afraid I of? I swear to LRP. God, I'll get on the phone and I'll call somebody. I will be making you calls. Know. Y'all can go. But you, know what, but you know what I'm afraid of, my brother? And for the listeners, and I think y'all might want to look at this, I'm afraid that when we let everybody go, we're going to bring in the same type of regime to keep it going. Yeah. Oh, you know what I found out? You know what I found out real quick, Nacho? I'm, a, I'm my bad, but listening to Jordan Renard, and I'm ashamed as a lifelong Giants fan to not know this, but the head of football operations, like all the way down, all the executive staff is nephew, cousin, brother, or offspring, or brother. Of Mara and Tish. Like, yeah, bro, we talk no about more. that all the time. 
We talk about that Yo, all the time. One of the dudes is literally a brother's sister's cousin. Yeah. The nepotism. One we talk about it all the time. Is literally a brother's sister's cousin. That shit is disgusting. Because they feel that they want to keep the money in the family tree, but you don't understand the business mind and the winning formula is not in the root. The root of that tree has died. And now you have thorns. Thorns are what we're dealing with. We're not no longer dealing with the tree with good fruit being produced. We're dealing with that big tree that's out there looking nasty when it gets cold, nothing on it. Bark all shape. That's what we're dealing with. They're not dealing with what we had. As long as they're getting paid, they can care less about winning or losing. Because Giant fans is going to show up. But guess what? They starting not even to show up no more. That half of that damn Rams game was filled with Rams fans. Yeah, we haven't played well at home forever. But... What up, Nacho? My bad, bro. Go ahead, man. I just... What's up, Joe, um... man? I'm just done. I'm a car. Yeah, I know, bro. Oh, you're good, guys. I'm in the car, so I'm in the background. You just let me know. I just really think uh, it's a, you know, it's the it's the way it is now. Um, you just got to deal with it until I think yesterday it was said until someone dies. But it looks at this point that might not even that might not even be you know, an option because then it's just going to be more and more of the same because if you're, you're brought up in that environment, that's all you're going to continue to do. So I get, it gets, you get, like I said yesterday, it gets to a point where when do fans of teams in any sport realize they have an actual word or a say in things? Um, I understand, you know, ticket sales and things of that nature, but if an entire fan base takes a stand the way – certain groups outside of sports take stands on certain people. Um, they, they can get a lot done for the betterment of their teams, I believe. Um, again, this isn't like a witch hunt. You go out and you make a bunch of mobs and you say, fire this guy, and you get all the guys fired you want. Uh, I think this is something that's an entire change of everything from the top down. And in order for that, you're going to need picket signs. You're going to need not going to football games. It, it, it takes a different stand. It's almost like you got to pick it. It's almost like you got to somewhat riot in a in a fan type of way by not not riot in the way of you know throwing things or causing damage, but not throwing things and not buying things and not continuing to support a team. Uh, I think that that does damage to some pockets, and that I think you know will be hurt. But it's just hard to say, you know, because. This league, this game, is the best thing that's ever happened. And to say, oh, we're just going to stop watching it or stop caring, good luck. I understand that. I understand that just to say I'm going to stop caring or to stop, you know, worrying about this team that I've spent the betterment of my entire adult life caring about, that's hard to do. I get it. But I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a fan base to say is enough is enough and we're not going to pay until there is new until Tish is gone, until Mar is gone, until those things are, are out of the door and we have new ownership and it, it just sucks that neither of them have 
you know, a Donald Sterling type tape, then, you know, this would be a lot more expeditable. But um, it's just, it's just bullshit. Like, it's not your team only, and we talk on Tuesdays about all the other teams in the NFL as well, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it's the Miami Dolphins. It's, you know, go, go, you know, anywhere you want to go in the league, there are teams that just have ownerships that are full of nepotism, full of doing the same things over and expecting different results. Now, Cleveland was able to bring in someone in the top shelf room, in the GM room, in the head coach room that changed it around, but those are so far and few between that you hit it on the right head when you've done something so far wrong for so long. And, you know, and now, look, they're getting injuries and it's all falling to the wayside. So, I mean, it, it's just a lot, a lot of the fan bases that want better for their team, but you really don't have much control over it. I mean, even a fan base like Green Bay, who, you know, quote, unquote, their, their fans own the team, you really can't do shit. There's not, nothing you can say. You can write a cool letter because you're a part owner and pull that cool, put that cool little tagline at the bottom. But it ain't mean shit. Don't do nothing for the team. So it's just, it's just so much that you want to just say, fuck you guys. But it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us in sports since ever. There's nothing better than Sunday night football. There's nothing better than Monday night football. Nothing. I said game seven was probably the words in all of, in all of sports. It probably is. There's probably nothing better than let's get this game. Let's let's kick this game off by Chris Collinsworth or Steve Levy on Monday night. Like those are the greatest. This is the greatest thing ever. So I understand. You know, saying oh, don't support a team. You know, and it sounds outlandish. But that's the extreme that I think certain teams and fan bases have to go to in order to enact real change that they really want to. I think it can be done. Um, we talk about, I don't know, if we don't go, somebody else is going to buy the ticket. Yeah, but at that point, they're buying it secondhand from somebody who already is a season ticket holder. The, the Giants don't see that money. You know, I mean, Geek, Giants don't see that second. That, that's why they don't want you, a season ticket holder, to sell your tickets. That's why they don't want people to resell their tickets after they buy them, because it is they don't get money from that. So when you start stopping the jersey sales, you start stopping the hat sales, and those things start plummeting, I think you can see the change. But I don't know, man. You take pennies out of billionaires' pockets, I guess, at that point. It's just a it's just bullshit. It's all it is. I love the point that you made, Nacho, but you know the reason why it's different for you? When is the last time you sounded like us as a franchise? And just do me a favor. Give me a 10-year history of your team. I mean, I, I do, I I do that enough. There's no need to do that. But the, again, it's I'm 35. I've, you know, if we go back 25 years, that's a roughly the Brett Favre and, and and Aaron Rodgers regime. That's pretty much my entire existence. So, no, losing isn't something that I'm accustomed to. But being an NFL fan, watching NFL fan bases, and again, I say this: it's not just you guys. 
it's new to you because you have actual winning culture in your past to look back on. But there are teams without that that are still doing the same shit over and over and over again. And I think that's what kind of, I don't want to say hurts you guys as fans, is that the other fan bases don't have good to look back on. There are no good times in those fan bases to look back on. There's zero, maybe one championship in those entire 50, 60, 70 years of some franchise. Some are none, never even make the Super Bowl. So th- those, those franchises have no good times to look back on, where Giants fans have some good times to look back on and say all we need to do is tweak one, two, three, four things. We can get back to those good times. Those other franchises don't have time feels like. Their good time is hanging up divisional banners and beating their division rival in a playoff game. Like, that, 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 that's, their, that's their, their peak. Where our fan bases peak at Super Bowls. Your fan bases peak at mar- putting a zero, putting a one on a, on a team that had zero through 18 games. You know, th- those, those type of memories for teams like ours, when we start to go bad, we have those things to look back on and say we can change these other things. So, yes, I don't in the past 10 years, 15, I don't know what consistent losing looks like. But I know what teams that have consistent losing that don't have a path, their fan bases don't care. This is why I think the Giants fan base is way better than most other fan bases when it comes to how they deal with things because they, you guys in general, can compartmentalize what the fuck is going on. Realize that there was a good past. Realize that there can be a good future. And that right now, shit needs to get changed. Where other fan bases don't know what a good past looks like, so they can just stay with what they want. That's why they continue to buy the jerseys. They continue to buy hats. That's why I think it's different for the New York Giants fan base, because they can sit back and go, you know what, this is fucking bullshit and I'm done with it. Where another fan base can go, Hey, we haven't won in 80 years. What the fuck else is new? We've never been to a Super Bowl. Oh well, we're not gonna, we're 0 and 7 already. Okay. Yeah, what's the big deal? They don't us. Nah, that shit ain't flat. That ain't flying. They make too much money, and we are too much important of a damn franchise, and they they deemed it so. So that shit ain't flying. Exactly. But good luck. And that's why I believe that this fan base can make change. Or something 
and then have that dude pick a dag on the GM. You know what I mean? And have that dude and have those two pick a head coach and build a dag on uh, staff together. Get the hell out of the way. All you need to do is walk in. Hey, how you doing? Want some scotch? No, no, thank you. Oh, okay. All right. What you guys talking about? And then that's when your chief of staff <clears throat> clears his throat and he said, ah, yes, okay. Uh, off to the yacht. Okay, ta-ta. And get the hell out of the goddamn room. Change Hire an architect. Change that trash can of ass out of a stadium. You then took the Meadowlands out of the Meadowlands. You should be telling you you should have got 10 lashes just for that. Sitting up there talking about tradition in the giant way, and you build that crap. I see. A stadium. And you need to, and, and if you're not, a, shit, I ain't even going to say that. But y'all know, y'all know, all these daggone, and I'm not saying you got to be like the Jefferson, but you ought to, ought to be. You ought to be able to compete with them. You're number four on the daggone list of most. Wealthiest franchises, pocketing all that daggone money, and that's what you build, overinflating. Are you overinflating your taxes, bro? You, I got to call AOC to put you on Congress and read you something? So when we, when we talk about real change and things of that nature, do we feel, I know I feel this way, do you feel that the performance of the New York Giants at the end of the season in the last few years has actually hurt the team instead of helped the team. Because by winning late in the season, it gives a false bravado for the coaching staff and the GM. And it also hurts you in the draft. Would that be a, a sound assessment of winning late in seasons for the Giants the last few seasons? I'm going to accept that as rhetorical. Now, I'm, I'm going to say, Nacho, you're absolutely right, and it's going to happen again this season, and they're going to do the same shit again. I refuse. So, so if, if, I was, if I was a betting man, I would want – them to continue this bullshit that they're doing through week six. Because if they continue this, it'll continue to create losses, and I think that will create change in the smaller aspect of a coaching staff. But I think if it doesn't, and they somehow, you know, I don't want to say totally change, because that's impossible, but do a couple things right here, there, pick up a few wins, and then you end up five or six wins at the end of the season, I think that's horrible for you guys. Nacho, again, can I I say this to you, my brother? I hate the tank word, man, but... Sorry, let me say this to you, Nacho. Yesterday I made a statement, and I mean, I don't know why it just don't resonate. The word insanity is going to keep coming out of my mouth, and it's going to keep being said, and I'm going to just keep... I'm I'm going to do what reporters do. I'm going to keep saying the same thing, but in a different way. When you're stuck in these times, that our organization is stuck in, there is no change. Change happens five years ago. Change happens three years ago. 
Change happens two years ago. What does it take for change? And that's the problem. It doesn't take anything for them to think about change. They keep believing, Nacho, that we're actually a team that's pretty good if this didn't happen, that didn't happen, this didn't happen. If you notice something, Nacho, and like you said, you're a football fan, we're one of those franchises that uses excuses to not fucking simply admit we fucked up. We're going to use injuries as the excuses this year. It's the same shit. Nobody yeah, wants to change. It's all an image. It's all an image of how they proceed. Complete ego bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's the, you know, why would you continue yeah, to tell the block? Yeah. In LRP, nobody holds Mara accountable. Nobody holds Tish accountable because can't nobody say nothing to them to make them believe they're wrong in anything. They're the senior eldest statesman. And when the senior eldest statesman of your organization is fucked up mentally, there's nothing you can do. It's brilliant. That's why Black Breezy came up with the brilliant thing, fuck your politics, because that's just how congressmen act. That's just how a political party acts. Continue facilitating a stupid-ass lie at the detriment of your own people, at the detriment of your own salvation. And then we'll act like you didn't put that type of plan together when the people around you are dying from the virus that you created, and you're acting like, well, we only gave it to them because of. You have some excuse for it. But then when the antibodies pop up in some people and it looks like, you know what? Well, you see, not everybody got it. There goes your false positives. It's the same thing, right. LRP. It's the same thing. Yo, I keep explaining this in so many different ways and breaking it down on different levels. Until John Mara dies, we're not going to go nowhere. Until he dies. Just need to fade into the back because that's not going to happen. That family is uh, too deep-rooted. They got way too many children. Not like the Lions. You know what I'm saying? Not like the Rams. Where I think it was just that lady. You know what I'm saying? This is racking on motherfuckers, you know? That's just like Queen Elizabeth, you know? And I don't think that dude ever going to go. Just like she. I mean, she, she snapped off of somebody the other day. Like, damn, how is she still snapping off at this age? But, you know, um... I don't think that's going to happen, but you do need to step off into the to the background. I believe he is capable of doing that, um, but that's what he needs to do now. He tried it his way. I think he should at this point, one in five, one in five, and you're still as future. You're worse than he was last year, and you're retiring, folks, and you got, you know what I mean, and I'm, I'm telling you, I agree with J-Rock. And Charlie. I agree with J-Rock and Charlie when they called this, pulled this dude's card. I thought something different based off of a speech. It took me a little longer to get to where they was at, but those dudes are savants in human behavior, and they saw it right away. And that's with no ego, doing what I do. You see how easy that was, John Murray? And it didn't take nothing away from me. 
could give those brothers their flowers by saying that, yo, they saw something in this dude that you didn't see. LRP, no ego. And John Mara, and admitting you made a mistake is a generational blow. Once you start saying, I'm wrong, I need help, and I know I messed up, there goes the rest of the generations that's under you, that you're giving that generational money to, that that nepotism is putting food on their tables, and the common fan like us, in their minds, don't see beyond that. But we're not the common fan. So we see beyond it, and we understand it. And now that it's clear, and there's nothing we can do about it, that's the most frustrating thing. That's Somebody got to be raised right. Somebody got I mean, to be raised right in one of these families. Yeah. Somebody got to be raised right. Somebody's always somebody's always going to be the, or the apple that falls far from the tree, and, and in this case, it'll be a good thing. So and that person will come about when and how that is. But I think the thing, is, the thing that I, I find interesting is that you said something that I don't think I've ever heard in my entire life, and that's a billionaire said he was wrong. So I just don't, I, I don't ever think that we're ever going to see any owner, anybody come out that has, you know, eight zeros after a one or nine zeros after a one in their bank account. That's going to sit here and go, I was wrong. I messed up. I made the wrong decision. No, because every decision I've ever made in my entire life has made me a multi-billionaire. And I own one of 32 teams in the world that are the greatest things in the world. If you don't count soccer in the world that, that I love, and, and no, you can't tell me, you know, no, I never did nothing wrong. Because if I did something wrong, I wouldn't be a billionaire. So and, that's and, the and mindset what? that, that mm-hmm. – sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just jumped. I was piggybacking up what you said because, again, I'm always going to refer to the optics. The optics of Tom Coughlin walking off and not shaking his hand was a telltale sign. And I said that when it happened. I said, you know what? We're taking this real light. We're taking this like, oh, girl, he dissed him. Nah, I'm looking deeper than that. I said, now I want to see the direction of this franchise. He's telling us something without telling us something. And that is it right there, Nacho. That's it right there. That, look, look, people want to, people want, I know what you're talking about. People want to sit there and go, um, you know, he's mad because he lost his job, or he's mad because he's getting taken off. We're talking about Tom Coughlin. Facts. Mr. Button up your shirt, tie to the top. You come in 15 minutes early. You do everything by the book. You shake hands even if you don't want to shake hands because we are respectful. That is what we do. This is the Tom Coughlin way. If he didn't want to shake his hand, there is motherfucking something wrong. There is something wrong. I don't Yo, know much about Tom so Coughlin like so. that. I know one thing for sure. Tom Coughlin was what? A hard nose, no bullshit, didn't play around. You will be respectful. You will show up on time, and you will do everything by the book. By the book is, is I don't care if I lost my job or not. You were my boss for 10 plus years, and you gave me tons and tons of money. I'm shaking your hand, and I'm leaving. Because that's the respectful, that's the right thing to do. If I don't shake your hand, you did something wrong. And Tom Coughlin wasn't going to stand for it, and he wasn't going to sit there and put some bo- Fugazi handshake out there for it. 
He let and the world know. I, that's to me. That spoke. Sorry, real quick. To me, that spoke no. more volumes than I heard than I've seen any other coach do with words because of what he stands for and what he stood for in Jacksonville. Why he was, you know, people didn't like him was because of you're gonna do what you're supposed to do as a man. And I don't care. I I, I was I was raised a certain way. My, I've shook every boss hand I've ever left work from. Just because if you were my boss, thank you. Have a good day. Whatever. I may cuss you out when I leave, but respect. And Tom Coughlin's a better man than I could ever be. So Yo, there's no let way. Me, let me let me tell you something. Now, so you know what's going to be crazy? That it didn't just end right there. You know he didn't meet with John Merritt during the anniversary. They just had the 2011 team anniversary. He didn't meet with John mm-hmm. Merritt. He met with Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something to that. Look, like, Come on, man. Look, I've been man. talking about it. Since you, you, he, millions of dollars. Millions. With an M. Millions of dollars he paid this man over the course of over more than a decade. It was his dad, actually. But he just happened to be there. But I got you. I know. You, know, you, know, you know what I mean. He, he, hey, I know he did it. Regardless. Regardless. He was there. Right. He was there every day. His last and name had his checks on. I got you. Exactly, exactly. Regardless of what you what you're thinking of the, that, like Coughlin to me would show the same amount of respect to uh, Senior Mara as he would to John. Like, it, it doesn't matter to me. Is what I'm saying. If if the, everything was the way it was supposed to be, he would be treating the Mara now like it was the Mara before. If you get what I'm saying, there, there would be yes, no. Not, there would be no not meeting with him, no not not handshaking, right. none of the side eyeing. There would be a respect level because look, I know you ain't your daddy, but I respect you because you something like him. He's nothing. So nothing. Tom knows, and Tom let mama. everybody else know in his way. Or your mom. Really, oh, it's really weird, man. That's nepotism in, in that shit is so weird, especially in this day and age when we know that you could bring an outside source and make things better. And that's in all walks of life, not just football. To still have an episode in 2021 is just fucking ridiculous. Right. And please always keep in mind, we are the only franchise to not have a black drafted or starting quarterback. Still, we're the only one. In 2021, we're the only franchise to never have a black starting quarterback. That's starting name, black starting. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Gino started, but he immediately Yeah, no, not because he was a backup. Yeah, I'm talking about a black starting quarterback. Yeah, you're never going to go get a Justin Fields. You're never getting something like that. We'll never do Nothing. And and, and that's that's even more mind-boggling when you look at the NFL. That's just that's just. I, I'll never understand that. I don't. I don't. I don't. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously, because um, I'm not you know a piece of shit inside. But I don't. I I don't. I don't get it. That's one of those things that it is just weird. You know that it, regardless of what a, the color of a person is at that position. You need it. Whatever it is, you need it. And I don't know. Look, brother, I'm going to tell you like I, like I say this, and I know you've heard me be the champion and beat on this drum and 
you know, whatever. I was right when I saw that happen. I brought it up. I probably got on some people's nerves when I said it, but guess what? It comes back right now to fruition. When he walked up that stage and he stuck his hand out and he walked by him, you know what goes on in the mind of a person when you walk past somebody with their arm out. You just don't say it in their face or you do. Fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. It's only one thing that goes through your mind. Either, Mm -hmm. all right now, thank you for everything, or get out of here. Well, get your fucking hand away. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck. It's that. There's not so Mm -hmm. many statements that you have in your mind at that point. Tom Coughlin, I'll take a higher road. He probably says something cool like, I would never. <laughs> I could, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't. I would you know, never. It's just really, it's just, it's like I said. If it, no, if it was. Stuff. Eli was crying for crying out loud, bro. That shit was a whole parental uh, separation. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Eli yeah. was crying and shit. He didn't want to shake yeah. him out. That shit was terrible. It was a bad breakup. It was a bad divorce. Mm-hmm. And, and you remember what he said. I want hey, you to keep elaborating, um, LRP. You remember what he said. He said he, he said he comes in here every day, and, and, and it's not your fault. It's not your fault. He said guys don't want to come in here and go to work no more. I have guys who said I have a hangnail and I don't want to play. And it's okay. It's our fault. He said it's our fault, starting with me to the top. He said it literally. Go back and listen to that presser, ladies and gentlemen. He said it is from me to the top. It starts from me. Eli Manning was quivering like a kid about to go to jail for the first time with a crime he didn't commit. Come on, man. It's what happens when you when you don't do things quick enough. That divorce should have been way before that, and it should have been more amicable, and it should have been done correctly, and then then there should have been a move on from that before that even became a had to or need to type of situation. So that starts at the top. I mean, like, look, you you had the opportunity to cut that off before it traveled two, three, four years too long, got bad, and then things took a turn for the worse, and then there was no winning anymore. Like, you could have ended that before that. You saw the writing on the wall, and you didn't as a front office, as a, as a as an ownership. You let it ride out way too long. And then the way you did it was way too wrong anyway. Like, you can't uh, – man, this is – every turn, the, everyone above the head coach seems to be doing some dumb shit. Like, I wouldn't – we're not going to sign him to trade him type shit. Like, why? Come on now. He's Come fucking on. real with us. Yo, look, we don't want him on our team. He's not in our culture. We like this We like this wide receiver. We think he's top five. He's just not on our team. He's on the trade block. Give me all your number one. How in the world you don't get one or two number ones for OBJ and his prime? It's beyond fucking me. One. And just think about um, it, right? Number O'Shane, O'Shane Eximenez, Jabril Peppers, and Kevin Zeitler is what we... 